Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to start the show off with your chance to win. Give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're giving out a mystery prize on a little game show that we call What's in the Box. That's coming up in just a couple minutes. So call in now, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, as we play What's in the Box. Uh, another cold day out there today, but oddly, I feel like this is getting out of the way so that when the Super Bowl gets here, it'll be 58 degrees and then everybody will be, uh, disappointed. I want the ice bowl. I know. Everybody really does want to have an ice bowl that they can bitch about. And I think what we really want to see is empty seats. You know what I mean? Just look up there and say, it's just um, empty seats. All right, well, Greg. Goodell, and- they com- 
Get out of the commissioner said he was going to sit outside. He's going to sit in the stadium for the Super Bowl. They really should keep a tiny box on him in the corner of the screen so you can see him throughout the entire game. And if he gets up from that seat and goes to a warm box. Here's uh, Greg in Tampa. How you doing, buddy? You got a question for us? I'm good, Ronnie B. Love you guys. Love the show. Yeah, it is really good. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Ron, I just took a promotion and moved from Boston down to Tampa. On Sunday night, I got in, and I feel like I'm living in the armpit of the world. Any any suggestions on where civilization lives? All right, see, here's what happens when you move. You have to remember that you moved. You can't leave Boston and then think to yourself, I'm still in Boston. It's like when people do morphine, and then they start to describe you. I don't know what's going on, but I feel a little drowsy. I'm just not myself lately. And you have to say, you're on a drug. Ride the fucking drug. What's important for you right now, Greg, is to go native, okay? Get fucking weird. There's some bizarre pirate festival this weekend, some big bucks thing. Casparillo parade. You're going to have a fucking ball. Just get fucking loaded, and you just run into the crowd. You're dressed like a pirate. You're gently, and I do mean this, gently molesting women as you go. Don't go (laughs) overboard with it, but gently molesting in a way that they can enjoy themselves. Awesome. Thanks, Ronnie B. I appreciate it. Just go fucking native. Get into it. You know, you got to start wearing a fucking skull on your head, all right? Uh, Obviously, start to cut your fucking hair with a butcher knife from this point on. Sweat profusely. Get into crystal meth. Find out what's happening there. Should sever a hand for this pirate festival. Get nuts with everyone. Stop acting like I'm in Boston. I'm in. Bo- You're not in Boston anymore. All right. We said we'd give out a prize because uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to go through a slew of comedians today. Um, Bobby Slayton, the pit bull of comedy, is stopping by. Russell Peters, one of the biggest comedians on. Planet Earth is here, and then uh, a guy, a young guy stopping by that we've never met before, uh, Joe Coy, is going to be on the show. So, part of what we're doing with the Ron and Fez show here on Raw Dog is bringing the best comedy talent to you, but before we get to all that, it's time to play What's in the Box. California, stay away from here. Stay away from me now. Don't come in here. John Doe has the upper hand. Oh, what's in the box? It's time to play What's in the Box! What's in the box? What's in the box? One of the greatest scenes in the history of film. What's in the box? We've placed something in the box. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head? We wish, but we don't have that kind of fucking heat right now, but we have put a prize in there. We'll tell you it's something signed by somebody who's done the show before. So you know it's going to be a a book, uh, a CD, a DVD, and then it's signed by a star. What's in the box? What's in the box? First hint, and the only hint, it's a TV series. So let's go over here to... Uh, by the way, this isn't working at all.
Let me just check it one more time. Um, let's go over here to Justin and PA. Justin, what game do you want to play? Raise the fist of the meta. I mean, wh- you're out, buddy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris, what game do you want to play? I'll raise your fist. Oh, sorry. Ryan and Houston, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? you got to give it to us in the real way. I'm not going to let any of these people play the game. You want to play What's in the Box? What's in the Box? Uh, what's in the Box? Uh, Bill, in New Hampshire, what game do you want to play? What's in the Box? Oh, no fucking way. I am going to train you callers if it takes me to the last goddamn day. I can't train my staff. But I assure you, I will train the callers. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Steve in New Jersey, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Uh, Steve, I will only tell you right off the bat, it's a TV series. Now, what's in the uh, box? Uh, the Sopranos. Sopranos signed by who? Oh, it's uh, Edie Falco. The Sopranos, signed by Edie Falco. Let's see if that's in the box. Sorry, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We play in America's favorite new game show. Oh, as in the box. Here's Jason. Jason, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh... It's a TV series, and the next clue is it's a sitcom. Ah, crap. I was hoping it was animated. I was going to go Simpsons. Signed by Hank Azaria. Simpsons? Hank Azaria. You know that, that the Simpsons are technically considered a sitcom. Hank Azaria just recently did the show. Would be a fabulous, fabulous prize. Is it in a box? <laughs> Sorry, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. California, stay away from here. Stay away from here now. Don't, don't, don't come in here. John Doe has the upper hand. Oh, uh, what's in the box? It's time to play... What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? Johnny, NPA, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? How come Chris never says it anymore? We used to have you part of it. It was all like a, like a show together. Uh, Johnny here, I'm going to give it to you. Here's the latest crew. It's a TV series. It's a sitcom, and it's been signed by the three-time Emmy-winning co-star. What's in the box? Uh, is it, uh, have a good day? Let's Bye, see. Sorry. Doug in New York, what do you want to play, brother? I want to play what's in the box. Oh, I think that was terrible. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. David in San Francisco. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, jeez. He is so late with it. He just is so hesitant. He's lost his balls. Buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. We got, uh, Shameless, uh, Will H. Macy. 
Shameless William H. Macy. He's recently done the show. Let's see. Sorry. Dustin, in Ontario, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? No. No. Um... Dustin, I'm going to give it to you now. It's a TV series. It's a sitcom signed by the three-time Emmy-winning co-star and a New York City cop. Uh, Seinfeld, Larry David. Seinfeld, Larry David. He is a New York City cop in that show. Let's see. Oh, it's too bad. It's so weird. Two shows that are like that. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go back to Ontario with Dan. Dan, what game do you want to play? What's in the fucking box? What's in the box? Uh, What's in the box? What's Uh, in the box? I'm going to give you more clues, my friend. It's a TV series. It's a sitcom. It's signed by the three-time Emmy-winning co-star. It's a New York City cop, and he's the older brother. What do you got? I'm going to say everybody loves Raymond. And who would have signed it? And I don't know his name. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 866 Ron Zero Fez 866 Ron Zero Fez There's something in that goddamn box California, stay away from here Stay away from me now Don't, don't, don't come in here John Doe has the upper hand uh, What's in the box? It's time to play What's, what's in the box? John in Philadelphia It's all on the line for you, big man Do you need the clues? No, I got him. And what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? I'm going to guess Arrested Development, signed by Jeffrey Tambor. Arrested Development, signed by the great Jeffrey Tambor, who has done an unmasked with us and was fabulous. He did, of course, play a New York City cop, uh, and he was the older brother in Arrested Development. Yep. Let's see what we got. Oh, sorry. Sorry, David in Tennessee. Uh, what game do you want to play, buddy? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, there's, there's Chris. Hey. Uh, do you need the... I'm going to give you the clues. Okay, David? Okay. TV series, sitcom, three-time Emmy Award-winning co-star, New York City cop, the older brother, and really, really tall. Uh, Everybody loves Raymond, Brad Garrett. Everybody loves Raymond, Raymond, Brad Garrett. What's in the box? Oh, boy! The sub is going the sub is sinking. You're the big, big winner. I like it. Oh, we all like Thank it. Thank you, it's, boys. It's fantastic. You know, it got a little anticlimactic there at the end, but I did like when all the clues were out and Jeffrey Tambor's name came up. The New York City cop, Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor and Larry David should do a buddy cop TV show. I know. I would watch it. Hell yeah. I know. We'd go like this to people. 
Shut up. My favorite show's on right now. It's Larry David and Jeffrey Tambor, and they're playing Car 54 Where Are You Reboot. What? That's what's in the fucking box right now. Take that goddamn paper away from me. Take that damn paper away from me. Um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bobby Slayton due here in just a little bit. What time is he uh, coming in, do you know? Uh, 12.30. Exactly 12.30? I was told exactly 12.30. Now, I will tell you this, uh, and we could have a little fun with the Pitbull of comedy. The last time Bobby Slayton did our show, and it was a long, long time ago, he made the mistake of saying he was angry with a certain comedian, and that comedian was Patrice O'Neill. Now, he had said that after Patrice had passed away. So a lot of callers were pissed off at him. Uh, I thought it might... Uh, now, he, Bobby, holds on to this like a fucking grudge forever. You know, I don't know what's going on with you fucking callers, blah, blah, blah. So later, like a year later when he does ONA, he brings up the story and kind of blamed it on me. Like I was a shit stir. Um, so I thought what we could do is when he comes in here, everyone just repick that up and just be like, Bobby... Are you going to the Patrice O'Neill, you know, benefit, uh, bringing this shit back up again, and just really fucking razzing them? This will be another day to test whether you are ready for the name that I've already given you, best callers in radio. You saw how we had to retrain people to play What's in the Box, uh, still having trouble with our own staff knowing that this is a new show, but... This is the thing, if you're up for it, just everybody just keep bringing up Patrice O'Neill to Bobby Slayton, and let's see if we can bring the pit bull out. And the pit bull, because he's going to fucking blame me anyway. He blamed me on O&A when I didn't even do it. Um, and Bobby Slayton is like one of the most fun people in the whole world, and uh, obviously, you know, has the same problems that a lot of us have. You know, he likes to fucking stay out late with Flathead. <laughs> I heard a lot from Flathead yesterday. Uh, some of it came up. Flathead is an old fucking friend of mine. But remember when we got into this story of is it gay or is it funny, yeah. right? And we brought up the thing of if you fucking hang a moon on your friend while he's asleep, is it fucking gay or funny? And what did you decide? It was funny. I just don't find it funny. You know what I mean? A guy fucking passes out, treat him with a little dignity. Um... You know, pile some beer cans on them, but don't do any homophobic things. So, because of that, uh, Flats reminded me of a story. There was a very tough guy in uh, our old neighborhood, and I'm not going to mention his name out of pure respect. And I'll go even further. I have love for this man. So, he and uh, passes out at a party. Flats... Fucking lays his dick on his shoulder. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The guy that I'm talking about was so fucking tough that when we were about 12 or 13, he would fight men. Oh, my God. And fucking knock their shit out. I mean, I've seen him knock... 
people out. One of those like fucking punches like Billy Martin, you know, just one of those guys that for whatever reason can fucking light someone up. Born fighter. Born fighter. And was was this type of guy? Let's suppose there was a bunch of us, right? Yeah. And someone was and we're all buddies. Yeah. And we're out somewhere and someone is giving Chris Stanley some shit. <laughs> He would be the guy that would be coming over to say, you know what, you seem like a fucking tough guy the way you're talking to my friend. Maybe me and you should fucking sit down. And he would do this without knowing who the other person was. And then he would knock that fucker out. And I'm saying, uh, I've seen him do that on many occasions. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's like he was like Dave Schultz. You know what I mean? Like he was the guy who was going to make sure no one fucked with the home team. So he fucking passes out at this fucking party. Flat slays a fucking dick on his shoulder. <laughs> they, they, you know, has a picture taken of him and then captions it. Doesn't look so tough now. Oh. Oh, God. Now. I will only say this, and Flats may fucking deny this fact, Flats ended up leaving the Delaware Valley and moving to Florida, where, in my opinion, he's still fucking hiding out to this very day. He left the area, started a brand new life for himself. Years later... You know, Flats is down. I'm down in Florida. Flats is on the radio with me. And I'm talking about 10, 12 years had to pass. We get a phone call. This guy's still fucking pissed. Oh my God. And still would like to settle this. It's why I can tell you to this day, it's not completely over. Uh, I only say that because Slate and I have a mutual friend in the, in the good man, Sir Flathead. Um, also known as Leave on Home, you have a package waiting and pick up white courtesy phone and the Eagle has landed and oh we got those hockey tickets you wanted, they're on the glass still. They're good. These are <laughs> hey, these are good seats to make up for the bad seats we got last time. Oh great. Yeah, re no really good seats. Because those time last seats just didn't do anything for us. <laughs> um I remember saying to Flats before, don't fucking tell me it's good. Get on the fucking plane. <laughs> Um, why are you talking to me when you could be getting on a plane? And then we could be talking about our hockey tickets <laughs> here over the next 48 hours. So, you know, Slayton's part of that world as well. So when Bobby gets here, in about seven minutes, let's see if you're the best callers on the radio. And let's see if we can stir up the pit bull a little bit by just um, bringing up Patrice O'Neill. I know there's that fantastic benefit going on for Patrice. Uh, yeah, that is happening at the New York City Center on February 17th. And I'm sure that's long sold out, correct? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go on fucking Craigslist and try to get something for it. You can always go there. Or that apartment that the kids got coming his way. <sighs> that, right, that, that, that apartment isn't real. You know, now that I'm completely sober and living a sober life, which I enjoy, I do admit 
I miss all the things that go around. You know what I mean? Like all the time that you spent oh, sure. looking for the hockey tickets, yeah. preparing for the hockey tickets, <laughs> the anticipation of the hockey tickets. Making that call. Yeah. Just because you don't necessarily want to feel like you fucking snorted really expensive hockey tickets and then are riding that out and starting to take your own pulse doesn't mean that you 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 don't miss the companionship surrounding the hockey tickets because here's the weird thing for me to hang out got with guys you can only drink uh do drugs fish or work on a car anything else is a little too fucking gay i don't um I'm not sober when I'm hanging out with a dude. Like, it's a friend. Have of you mine. ever, you and your friend, said, let's go out and do something together and you were sober? Because I can tell you, in my entire year, and, and I've had all, I've had, you know, close relationships with fucking dudes. But never a thing where the two of us went out and did something without being loaded. It's never <laughs> happened. So that when I got sober, you know. Well, it See, be- now I'll say to go, you want to do a meeting? <laughs> Me and you will go to a meeting. You know what I mean? But there's, you know, it has to be a project. Even going to like the movies, it's like, so what bar do you want to go to before we go to the, see this shitty movie? Because we got to tie right. one on. Or we're going to, let's, I got a flask. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, even if you say, hey, I'll meet you for brunch on Sunday, yeah. it means let's start drinking really early. Play Mary's, right? On Sunday. Or if you're saying, let's get together for the ball game, it means let's start really drinking. <laughs> But to sit there, three sober guys, this is an impossible thing. Now, I I do think you can form um, uh, a real lasting uh, friendship with guys seeing how close you can come to death. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, cutting up a pile and going like this. I don't know. Is that enough? No, Liz says fire. This will never happen for two reasons. A, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. And B, I don't want you to hear all the stories before you die. Those fucking stories are in a lockbox. And this is why I don't normally talk about myself. But I do like the fact of this pile is so big. Do you think we'll die, or should we call another person over here? Because I don't like leftovers. That's fucking... Leftovers exist? Thank you. This is why I know you have a problem. Oh, what? That's, that means, when you, when you think like me, Chris, uh-huh. you have a problem. Might as well finish it, right? Well, of course you want to finish it because something bad could happen if we leave here with it. Sure. Under the circumstances, you could be picked up. You know what I mean? Anything could fucking go wrong. Anything could go wrong. Um, and why deal? Why deal with that possibility? Uh, Jeff, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, boy. Yeah, you know, you guys are exactly right. I mean, I'm, it's, if you're so right, even going to church, we would still get messed up before going to church if we even had to go to church together. So you were how old going to church together? Oh, God. It started at 12 at, at uh, catechism class or CCD. Yeah. 
Please, come on now. And you, and you know, I even brought Spanish Fly to try to get the girls a little bit messed up, but, ordering from Mad Magazine. That is true. Like, if you and your buddies get to the age where, like, somebody has a car, right? You're like 10th or 11th grade. If you're going to get picked up for school, someone has to have a joint. You're not going to just fucking sit there in the car gay riding this. You've got to fucking be doing something. Come on, let's get a buzz. Now, you and I, Chris, can be in here together working on a show, complaining what the fuck is Wiki's problem? How come we didn't get that? Th you know what I mean? Sure. But then we could not go out away from this... Without going, we better get fucked up really quickly, because are we on a date now? I mean, what just happened here? What just happened? We're, we're spending time together, and we're yeah. not working. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> Confused. It's the nuttiest thing. It's the craziest thing that happens between guys. And I don't think... I'd go so far as to say this. In the history of the world, men have never been sober together when they weren't hammering or sawing or attempting to kill something. Even then, I mean, they're probably I mean, messed up. It's just like um, the, the fact like guys that go to war together. You know what I mean? They could do that properly. But as soon as they get in and leave, they look at each other and said, we better start drinking because we look like we're on a fucking date right now. <laughs> this is fucking so embarrassing sitting here like this. But if you're drinking, again, it feels like you're working on something. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, look what we've done. We've drank 18 beers in the last hour. There's a goal. There's, There's a, goal a goal ahead of you. There is a goal that you can go to. But you could not, and you know, you go to a concert, but I don't think two sober guys could go sit next to a concert and look over at each other and like, yeah, this is great. I, I've never been to a sober concert, sadly. I but went you wouldn't to, go to a concert sober by yourself either. But I, I went to a show not too long ago, and it was a classic rock show, right? And I saw these fucking two dudes that look like that they had been on this drinking party thing for 45 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were still guys with, you know, the gray fucking horseshoe, just high-fiving ah, and grabbing more brews. That's great. And then I'm like, yeah, these two never took a bride. All right, give, give me a call right now and let's fuck with Slayton a little bit. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's make sure we bring up Patricia O'Neill's to him. And let's get... Bobby's one of the funniest guys in the world. And when he's on the ropes, he's going to come out swinging and this is going to cost me but i love the guy uh let's bring him in the pit bull bobby slate yeah this is the story of fanny's dog but the dog that teaches this tale will be busy he's a happy dog rhythmic dog in the house, we're on the air. We are on the air. You know, you know, it's amazing. It's so funny because you know this weather. I was here two weeks ago. My flight I was going to come in Wednesday. Yeah. You know, from from L.A. to play Bananas Comedy Club in New Jersey. I'm not here to plug the gig, but 
you know, my flight got canceled on Wednesday, so I came in yesterday. Two weeks ago, when that other storm hit, I got the last flight into Hartford, Connecticut, before they closed that airport. I played up there at one of the casinos. You know, I think the last time before that I was here, two times ago, you know, the Yankees had got eliminated from the playoffs. It's like every time I come to New York, I bring nothing but bad luck. It goes back to 9-11. You know, it's <laughs> 9-11. Swear, this isn't even a funny Wait, story. you're blaming 9-11 on your own luck? No, no, no. I, no, no I tell you what, I, 9-11 is a true story. I was, it was I, it, the year that um, it, the Rat Pack movie, I think, came out, or yeah. Bandits, Bandits came out with Bruce Willis. Uh, this Mind of the Married Man on HBO, the show was going on. It was going to happen uh, September 9th. I was flying in here to open up a new comedy showroom next to Madison Square Garden with Joe Rogan. I was booked to do Howard Stern. I was booked to do, I think, Opie and Anthony. I was booked to do like a million things. And um, all of a sudden, and I, you know, I should have saved the ticket. That morning, my brother calls me up and he said... Uh, you better not fly in. The airports are closed. They bombed the World Trade Center. Now, you know, it had happened once before. And it was, you know, remember, remember they, they, yeah, they, they you know, the bottom a couple of it. people got hurt and they killed. blew up the garage. So I said, why would they close the airport? Because they bombed the World Trade Center again. And of course, like everybody else, I turn on the news and I hate to be so self-centered, but, you know, for a minute and like anybody else to do this, I go, great. My radio show gets canceled. The premiere of my movie gets canceled. I was like, Good Morning America gets canceled. And I'm thinking, feeling so bad for myself. And they showed that horrible video of those people on fire or jumping out of the window holding hands. I go, you know what? These people are more ashamed than I am on 9-11. And yet still you were a little annoyed. I still, still were a little annoyed. annoyed. <laughs> it just all came back. Yeah. And I don't know why this doesn't come up every year. Like, And also, Bobby's career took a real hit that day. <laughs> but everything is a story of my life. By the way, you know, New York, as much as I love coming back here because I'm from here, you know, you hear so many people, yes, it's cold out. Yes, it's brutally cold. Yeah. But New Yorkers, you know, if you go to Chicago, and I think a few weeks ago I'm in Indianapolis, and I guess maybe they're just used to it more. Mm. I mean, I played Alaska. Nobody complains about the cold. And New Yorkers really are the coolest, toughest people. But they complain about everything. That is part of what New Yorkers do. It doesn't matter. They complain about rain. They complain about weather. They complain about a nice day. They really do. Yeah, they complain about tourism, lack of tourism. It's conversation here is the bitch. Well, you know what, though? I think it's in the blood of New Yorkers. Because when people say to my wife, why is Bobby so mad? What makes him mad? My wife goes, air. Air makes him mad. Yeah. And I don't think you'd have a great radio show, and I don't think you'd have a great, be a great stand-up comic, and I don't think you'd be a great actor unless there was something driving you. You know, you know, I'm walking. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny, but I'm walking over here, and uh, it was cold, and I, I got halfway here to the SiriusXM studios, and I was halfway, and it was. It was too close to take a taxi, but it was too cold to continue the walk. So I, I, I really had no choice yeah. but to stop in and uh, pretend I had a phone problem and go to Verizon. <laughs> I didn't right. have Verizon, but I pretended to have a Verizon problem. And anyway, so I walk in there. I walk out of the store, and I, I, I slipped on some uh, – I slipped on the ice. And some guy walks by me and goes, you got to watch out for that black ice. I said, first of all, look, I'm not a girl. I don't need you helping me. But I also don't need your warning after the fact that I slipped on the black ice. You know, you, hey, you better watch out. You well, were a little I'm already embarrassed. Falling. I'm already on the ground. You were yeah. a little embarrassed. Oh, well, um, but it's, I, I thought he said, watch out for the black guys. Yeah. Want, it's New York. Of course you got to watch out for the black guys. But <laughs> black guys, silly me. Huh? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm looking out for the black guys and the Puerto Ricans, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm on this <laughs> fucking thing. Here's John and Queens. How you doing, John? Say hello to the pit bull. Bobby Slayton's in the house. All right, how you doing, Ron? Says, yeah. hey, Bobby, how's it going? It's going great. I'm glad to be here in New York City with these guys. 
I just wanted to ask you a question. Is there any truth to the rumor that you're going to be performing at the Patrice O'Neill benefit? I know. I, oh, I, I, that I, would be I, great, I, man. I wait for how long some asshole would bring that up. <laughs> that would be great, though. I, I, I know that you guys could do that on purpose. You know, the last time I was here, it was, so, you know, it was actually pretty funny because there was this whole big stink about absolutely nothing. But, and but, the assholes had called up. But you can know, I tell you something? You went back and you blamed that. Well, you went on O&A and you said that I'm a shit stirrer and you blamed oh, you it on me. But that never happened. That, that, no, no, that no. was between you and no, who no, was no. he in with? Big uh, J. Oh, Big J. Big J. No, Oderson. no, no, no. When I said a shit story, I know that you and this is part of what makes you so great. And I hate to give you credit for anything. You know that. But, you know, I know when people call up, you don't want people calling me, well, hey, I'm a fan. You'd rather people call up and bust never, my balls. Never. That's not you? That's not yeah, me. You I'm, I'm, a gigantic, I'm a gigantic <laughs> fan of yours, Bobby. And, you know, I was just saying, we have, we share an in-law, Flathead. And uh, I was just telling Flathead stories before you get here. The reason why you had to go to Florida. Yeah. Because he put a dick on someone's shoulder. That's why. <laughs> Flat, Flat, what did you think? Now, Flat's never produced, he said, did he produce your radio show? No, he never did. But, but by the way, he said to say to you yeah. a belated happy birthday. Your birthday is New Year's Eve? No. That's what he told me. Yeah, he fucking talks crazy. Uh, is it even close to New Year's Eve? No, it's July 4th. We ought to do something. It's July. Yeah, we should it's July, July 4th. 4th. Yeah. Maybe a picnic. That'd be fucking great. Well, that would be. But, I, but he wasn't even close to you. No, it was fucking crazy. Well, he got a. It was the wrong holiday. But anyway. Um, uh, hey. Here's Omar. Omar in Canada. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Bobby, what's going on, boys? Yeah. Ron, huge fan. I just wanted to know if you want to make fun of a dead guy even more now. Like, now the heat. All right, you know what? Let's. St- can I ask everybody just like, as a fucking fun? favor no. to me? Let's stay <laughs> off the Patrice O'Neill thing. It's a couple years, he's gone now, and, and they're coming up with the benefits soon. It'd be great if you stop by, Bobby. I was friends with Patrice O'Neill. That's what the whole thing was kind of weird. You know, just to go over this one more time. Yeah, we don't have to. But we do we have to. We don't have to. You've, you've got such a great career and so many things that you're known for. <laughs> For, and I'm seriously your biggest fan. <laughs> why don't you, by the way, why did you stop doing the uh, unmasked, unleashed, unhinged, the uh, unmasked, right? It's still done, but we don't do it as often as it's we used to. It's so great. And now uh, you finally used me when you ran out of comics. Uh, no, 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 no. I've done a lot great. of people since you. Go over and go through the list of the. As a matter of fact, it was great. we've got three more coming up uh, and, and some really, really interesting people. Um, but it's still good. And you were terrific that day. Do you know why I love that show so much? Because, yeah. you know, when I used to drive, when I had my gig in Vegas for a couple of years, I would drive home every Sunday night for, for two or three days to see my dog. I right. mean, it wasn't really to see my wife. My daughter never came out of her room. But I, I would go home and I would listen to uh, Sirius XM. And they, I guess on Sunday nights, yeah. they always played, or it could have been early Monday morning, they always played that. Even the one with Carlos Mencia was great. Even though he stole all the answers from me and Joe Rogan. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Do you feel like he took from you? No. Oh, okay. yeah, I know he did. And I, I, yeah, why don't you bust my balls? Maybe when he dies, people can bust my balls about you that, know, too. Let me just, and I like Carlos, but he this, he's even admitted he steals but crap. Here's the thing about Bobby, is like you, are, you actually use up all the material on the fucking planet because you talk so fast and you have so many topics. It's my fault. That, it's my how fault. is anyone else supposed to get to a topic that you haven't no, been no, on? No, let me explain something to you. And you know this because you probably know comedy as well or more than I do because you've talked and seen and had comedy clubs. But you know what? Everybody comes up with similar material. Right. It just happens you know it goes back to the old days in the 70s hey mcnuggets what part of the chicken they come from there's always so many airplane jokes and kid right. jokes and people have the same experiences everybody hates their wife everybody does right. drugs okay oh it took me so long to bring my videotape back that anybody yeah, yeah. yeah okay so people you know when you hit your 50s you got a prostate joke you got everybody's got this but 
Carlos would steal stuff verbatim, uh, you know? And I didn't even know this till one year we're doing the Nasty Show in Montreal. Mm-hmm. One that, not the one that Patrice O'Neill was, the great late Patrice O'Neill, but another one. And David Tell was on it. Jimmy Schubert was on it. I They're think, still alive, uh, right? I think, uh, what's that? They're all alive. They're all alive. And yeah. when they're dead, I'll make fun of them too, talk about how much I hated them too, because then they can't beat me up. No, anyway, we had five comics, and I had never really seen Carlos that much, but every joke he did. Somebody would say, Don Marrero would say, or somebody would say, that's so-and-so's joke, that's so-and-so, on and on and on. And then what really pissed me off is when I'd go to a comedy club, and I'd do something, and somebody would yell out, hey, that's Carlos Mencia's bit. And when Joe Rogan finally went on, I don't think it's on his website anymore, and started playing Carlos's stuff and his stuff and other people's stuff, there was just too much of that, you know? He took too much stuff from too many people, and he admitted that. And people don't seem to get that. People say to me, oh, every comic steals stuff, which is bullshit. No, they don't, you know? Uh, here's uh, Jay, Jay in Huntington. Go ahead, Jay. You're on with the great hey, pitbull. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Listen, hey, Bobby, I got a question for you. Yeah, um, I can't wait. How, how black does a dead comic have to be before uh, you shit? Like, see, <laughs> this is the thing I want to stay away from, Bobby, because the fact is, you talk about so many things, yeah, and, and you actually, you and Patrice were very good friends. I mean, no, we you didn't talk to each other, we, we but I mean, no, you were not good friends. We weren't not friends. He made fun of your, your suit, and you, you couldn't get by not, it. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. is, is that what you want to tell me? It just stuck with you. What happened? And me and Big Jay Oker said after your show last time, I said, what was that all about? And Jay was just busting my balls, too. When I first met Patrice O'Neill at, at, at backstage at this, this big nasty show, he was, you know, Patrice, you know how he was. He's a lot like me. He would sometimes act like a dick if he didn't know you. And he'd like to hold court, which I do, too. And he was busting my balls and pushing my buttons, and I gave him shit back. And all I said on your show was, when I first met Patrice O'Neill, he was acting like such a fucking asshole to me. And then we became great friends. You know, I mean, not oh, friends. But here's the problem. We could go back and pull that, Bobby, because nothing it. like that happened. Yeah, okay. No, nothing like that happened. Uh, next time, I, okay, I'm going to be back in a few months playing somewhere else. I pull hope, it, and I want to hear it. But will you, you know, you haven't come back here since, because you said you were banned, and I kept saying you, every time no, no, I no. saw you, you're never banned. No, no, I, no, I didn't. No, I tried to get back on the show, and I thought Somebody said to me, Opie and Anthony ban you from the network because no. you made fun of Patrice O'Neill. And then the last time I was here, I did Opie and Anthony's show. It went great. And uh, that was that. You know? Yeah. Everything was fine. Everybody no, likes still- you. <laughs> Everyone I ever talked to, they're like, I like Bobby Slayton. They go, I don't know what his problem is with me, though. But I like him so much. Is that what they say? They say that over and over. <laughs> I've never heard Everybody, that. Everybody, yes. Mean, I've never heard that from my family. You know why, Bobby? Because <laughs> you're talking so fast to them that they don't have the opportunity to tell you what they want. By the way, it's a fantastic scarf. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You picked up New York or no, West Coast? Fez bought it for me that, for my birthday on New Year's Eve. That so. that makes both of you sound gay now. Um, all right, Flats actually just wrote to me about one time that he was drunk and tried to take a fucking foul ball off a little girl at a uh, at a spring training game. He, you've hung out with Flats and know that you know it could go sideways at any moment, I, right? Yeah. Well, I don't want you know he's my friend. I don't want him hating me too. No, uh, no, no. He, he loves you. I know. You know, because oh, he's fuck, the one. He's the one. That, no, he will actually say all the time to me, you, "Is there some reason you don't have Slayton on?" I, and I'll say to him, "I would have Slayton on every fucking time he comes into town." Well, the last three Crazy times I was in town, I, you know, they send out a thing, and I didn't get a thing from Ron and Fez, so I figured, you know, whatever, it's fine. I'm here now. 
I mean, I don't know. And but you know what's amazing? Wait, did you know? Do you know about this? This is my producer, Chris Stanley. I know you and him won't talk because he's just a producer. Right. But um, <laughs> I'll be happy to talk to him. Do you know that they say Bobby's in town and we don't respond? That couldn't I, happen. I didn't see that from the booking department. I didn't see Bobby on the list. It's fine. I'm here now. That's list. all that matters. There was a rumor that you were having an affair with that person in the booking department, but it was just an ugly rumor. Um, well, that's where I got the scarf. You know, whatever. You know, I'm. I'm uh, you You're know, open to it. No, but you see, that's the thing about being married all these years. You know, my anniversary was, oh, God. New Year's Eve? It was, no, a few days after New Year's Eve. My wife's birthday was a few days before that. Christmas was a few days before that. And, you know, my wife's pretty cool as wives go. You know, mm-hmm. that's she said. She said that to me the other day. Yeah, you got to admit as wives go. I'm a pretty good wife. See, you got to qualify as wives go. That's like saying, you know, as, as serial killers go, Charles Manson <laughs> never actually killed anybody. He didn't eat anybody like Jeffrey Dahmer or bury kids under his house like John Wayne Gacy. So he's actually a really great... Not a bad one. No, because he never killed anybody. So as serial killers go... You could be a lot worse. Um, but, you know, so, so like four, within a two-week period, my wife ex- kind of expects a little birthday thing. Mm-hmm. That's why having your birthday, I think, the July 4th, you kind of yeah. get two holidays. Yeah, you get it out of the way. Get yeah. out of the way. And we celebrate the country, and that's fantastic. That's why I wish my anniversary was kind of April 15th tax day, because you're taking it up the ass anyway. Right. You might as well take out your wife. Right? Uh, uh, here's the blowhard. You wanted to say hi to Bobby Slayton. Yeah, Slayton, sure. yeah, somebody to make fun of Patrice O'Neill. All right. You, my friend, are a jackass. Oh, for what? As funny as cancer, you said switch to decap and jump off the why, roof. What, where did <laughs> this come from, sir? You're a hack. You're a loudmouth. No. You've been doing this for so many years. Yes. You suck. All right, that's you're not true. Hot dogs because you can't make anybody laugh. You're a horrible Really? Economy. Bobby, you mind if I hang up on this guy? No, I like Because it. this is ridiculous. You're Patrice O'Neill. You, sir, are an ass. Get off the You know what I... You know, you know, all right, you're stop. The worst thing I've ever heard on this <laughs> all right, don't, don't even listen you know, to him. You, what, you really are. All don't right, listen I to him. got it. Patrice's agent. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what's actually kind of funny? So the last time I did your show... Yeah. And I got all this hate mail, and then there's Opie Anthony, which, you know, I, a lot of people, Opie and Anthony said to me, whatever you do, don't go on the message boards and look at what these idiots write. Right. Because it just, what, what's amazing about their show, and I've never seen anything like this in the history of radio, and I've done a lot of radio with a lot of people, look, if you don't like Opie and Anthony Exchange Channel, if you don't like, you know, Ron and Fez, Howard Stern, Man Cow, you know, whatever, you change the channel. No, give more examples, because I don't know uh, exactly people, what you mean with you people who like, radio If you don't like shows. Lattigan in Cleveland, <laughs> if you don't like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't call back. You know, like, okay. <laughs> but you changed yeah. the channel. What's amazing, when I was reading the Open Anthony you know, message board, Why? there were people that hate them, and they still listen. Yeah. They like to just listen. You know, if you don't like Letterman, turn on Leto. You don't like right. Leto, wait for Jimmy Fallon. But people want to watch but, the show. But do you think it was always like that before the internet? Like, people just, but they did it separately? No, you because know? you know what? It's like Yelp, and I'm guilty of this as anybody else, and I try not to do this, but if I want to look up or go to a restaurant or go to a movie, yeah. And then you look at what people write. You get these assholes that write stuff like I went to. You know, it can get eight stars. This restaurant can be one of the greatest places. You know, Michelin, right. Zagat. And then you get these jackasses that have nothing better to do than they waited ten minutes for a glass of water. So I go on the Open Anthony, you know, chat board, tote board. I'm looking. You at went it. on the tote board for whatever. I'm not saying much money they bring. 
right. So, but you know, and then I look at these people that hate me, and you see they have twenty thousand tweets and four followers. They're in Fargo, North Carolina, uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Right. Now, the picture of them with a trout in, in a hat. I don't like, think they do. There's a picture of the guy holding a trout. Like, look, like, look at they, me, I caught this yeah, trout. They, they got a fish, or they got a possum. <laughs> they look like Jed Clampett. They got a raccoon hat. You find that and hard that's to believe? All they do all day, yeah. these assholes, right. sit there talking about you know analyzing every right. radio show. They have no life. And yet, you know, this is the people that we all play to, no matter who you are. Whether it's you or Marty Scorsese, it doesn't matter. That's the fucking audience. Well, I love the piece of shit they just called, because that guy, his anger, look, I'm glad you hate me, but there's, you know, there's other people you can hate. There's things going on in this world and around the country. Even, you know, Bernie Madoff, you know, I mean, people like that. By the way, did you see that in paper this morning? Yeah, he's uh, not feeling well. He's not feeling well. But here's what I love about people. This woman who, I guess he got... Took two million dollars from her. Right. Daily News today and the Post. She goes. The guy took two million from me. I hope he dies. And then she says she had to be Jewish. She goes. I wish nobody. I wish sickness on nobody. I don't want anybody <laughs> to get sick. Really? I, I, I hate when people do that. I wouldn't wish kids around the worst enemy. I mean, really? Why? Then your enemies. There's a lot of people I want to die. Like but, that guy that just called. Um. But you can't, your wishes don't matter anyway. You can sit and wish someone gets cancer. You're you're not fucking magic. You're not a magician. How how many people say that? I hate this person. I don't want him to get sick. I I don't want to wish this on anybody. But do you have those kind of enemies in your life that you hate? I I don't either. There's no one. There's people that I went, well, you're unpleasant. I don't want to fucking spend any time with you anymore. But I don't have hate for people. How could you? No. I mean, in the old days with a girlfriend might cheat on you or Carlos Mencia might steal a joke. I go, you know what? There were Carlos issues. took a joke from you. <laughs> I didn't know this. There's bigger, there's bigger <laughs> issues now than you know. But guys like that that call up and Patrice was a god and you should die. I, um, oh, shut up already. I first respect of all, that. Fed, you don't on. read the plugs anymore. And I try, you know that's this is why Bobby's here. We want to get the word out about him. But Bobby's going to be at Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey tomorrow night. Two shows, Saturday two shows, and then headed to Kansas City oh, Sanford Comedy Club oh, January thirtieth through February first. Now, how long have you worked at this? Sanford Comedy Club. How many years now? Oh, God. So you go back a ways? A lot. I want to show you something. I'm not sure I want to see this, but okay. No, you don't. As a matter of fact, you don't want to see it, but you need to see it. So we're checking the thing to make sure that you are, you know, being taken care of. This is the Sanford Comedy Club's fucking webpage. Here, Bobby Slayton, and look at the picture. That's great. Is that me or Jimmy Walker? That's Jimmy Walker. (laughs) Under your name. Well, that's okay. You know, maybe if people want to see the picture of Jimmy Walker, maybe I can bring his face. Either that, or we start going, Bobby Dynamite Slayton. (laughs) I'll say it first, Bobby. It it worked for him. He's not using dynamite anymore. He refuses. He refuses to say dynamite. I, know. I will be happy to say dynamite. Why I won't mean, he say dynamite anymore? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I don't know. He looks great, though. Jimmy? Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I called them two weeks ago because my name wasn't even. They had a picture of somebody else. My name wasn't even up there. But now they got that. It's fine. Run, you know, beat on the runner. Are they fixing it? I don't know. I'm looking fun. over on this other computer, and it looks like it's fixed already. It's so funny. I don't it's know great. where you found that one on what page. Oh my God. Anyway, you got to get on this stuff, though. 
You I, get I, you know what, that's stuff. the one thing that I'm not really good with because you get people. I don't have people. I don't know if you yeah. have people. I, you know, I, I go on, I do my little tweet and I do my little Facebook thing and I say where I'm playing and I love coming on and doing your show. But, you know, there's guys that sit there all day and they got blogs and like Anne Frank and they got diaries and they sit there all day writing stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot more followers if you do that, you know. And every time I go on Twitter, I think I say something funny. I get five people, then I lose five people. <laughs> <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Here, here's what I love about fucking Bobby. He always acts like his life isn't good. You told me a, a story on the street about a party that you went to because you get a deal every time you come into the city. Yeah. And tell about who was all at the dinner the night you were invited to your friend's house. Oh, well, that, well, that was. Now, then, you know what's going to happen if I tell you that? What? What's going to happen is then people are going to go, and then I'm dropping names. That's what's I open no, 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 no. Oh, the dinner I had last time that I was here. Somebody yeah. invited me over. Yeah. Oh. A, the, a very rich guy. Tell about the fucking house you went to. And then who was sitting around the dinner table? Oh. Some of the biggest fucking names. Well, he's. We had Woody Allen and his wife were there. Yeah. And then my friend said, Do you know any other funny people? And I said, Yeah. And uh, so I invited, you know, David Brenner, you know, old school, great yeah. comic, good guy, uh, Lewis Black. And then I guess Woody brought Dick Cavett, and uh, it was really cool. And to be a fly on the wall, which I was, by the way, I was a fly. People, I was like to be, I like to be a fly on the wall at that dinner. Well, I was the fly. I was the fly. <laughs> because, because everyone's going like this. Get it out of my face. <laughs> yes. But Bobby, this is a billionaire's house. You were telling me the whole fucking story, like the yeah. house is gigantic. Gigantic. And. Uh, to me, if you're sitting down, Woody Allen... But I'll tell you the Dick, best part. Dick Cavett, David I'll Brennan. tell you the coolest part. David yeah. Blaine came by, and yeah. after dinner showed us magic tricks. Yeah. And everybody was like a little kid. You know, I guess Woody and Cavett in their early days were amateur magicians. All those guys were. Yeah. I right mean, up to Mitchell Walters, everybody started... <laughs> but, but Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell Walters in there. <laughs> he was the last one. He was the last comic who started... Was a kid musician. Jimmy Schubert was a kid musician. Alan Bursky, you know Bursky? Yeah. He was a magician. He still performs at the uh, at the Magic Castle in L.A. Um, but, uh, but 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 just watching Blaine do these tricks and and meanwhile they were it's fascinating. I mean that's one thing about magic. Jerry Seinfeld. I'm not stealing a joke. I'm right. quote Seinfeld used to have this great joke about magic, and it basically was. I'm not doing it justice, but it was like here's a quarter. You know, you know, he surprised you with a quarter. You know, you're an idiot. Now it's gone. You're an asshole. Show's over. Because you right. watch these guys, and it doesn't matter who you are. I don't know if you saw David Blaine's last special on ABC. It's amazing. Went to, went to celebrities' houses, and everybody, I think, I think Harrison Ford said, get out of my house. Because you feel like such an idiot. Right. And it's all, and you know it's a trick. You know everything's a trick. Right. But he was showing us stuff for about 45 minutes. And between watching all these comics who don't shut up, even me. Nobody, we were speechless. Cause it was, and then you tell the jokes or the tricks to other magicians. Oh, I got a version of that. Oh, that's, that's yeah. the old, that's the old put the card up your ass and turn it to a rapid trick. But it's a different, right. it's a different take on it. Yeah. Cause there's only so many illusions and then you have to adjust it and modify it to make it, you know, cool. But I agree with you. I think, fascinating. I think it's amazing to sit there. Uh, but that dinner. Yeah. That you're at in a billionaire's house. Yeah. Nobody gets to do this. You're there with Woody Allen, Dick Cavett, Brenner. Nobody gets to do it. No, no, I mean, there's a lot of people. Those people get to do that all the time. But I'm why, like you. Why are you looking at that one tiny slice of life that get to do it all the time? I'm saying 99.999% of the people in the world wouldn't get to go to that dinner. You got to go and you still, you don't give a shit. All right. You don't well, get to shit. You're at the dinner. Well, wait a second. Oh, yeah. you're, you're right. I'm very happy about that. It's very nice. But you know, it's like last time 
I said, I went out to Del Frisco's, had a steak. 98% of the world can't afford a steak. <laughs> That's true. I just said, this is the greatest day of, I'm ever, and I'm, I, I might even get a side dish. 97% of the world, all over Afghanistan and Ethiopia, can never give me a But isn't that, that's a great dish. way to live, though. That would be a great way to live your life. I do this that is after, fucking I have, amazing. after I have two or three cocktails, yes. Sure. But not when I'm sober. And I was yelling, please, <laughs> calm down, sir. Um, here's Cigars and Scotch. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I know I'm an asshole. Patrice is dead. I get it. You moved on from Patrice O'Neill. You know, you know now the big uh, feud. Uh, the, the guy you fight with now, uh, Phil, uh, the Uncle Phil, uh, James Avery from Freshman's Blair. Oh, what an asshole! I want him twenty. Oh, because he's black and dead. Speaking of islands, the professor from Gilligan's Island. Oh, what a cocksucker he was! I couldn't stand the guy. Mind me, this other chick I used to date, May Young. Oh, someone that knew so many movies. <laughs> May Young. May Young passed away. <laughs> no, May Young's still alive. You know what? She's dead. I really just sound like that, don't I? It's like Lucille Ball, like the last five years of her career. I, I, I was thinking more Suzanne Plachette if she would have fucked B. Arthur. Uh, and Fez, you were wrong. Mae Young passed away. When did Mae Young die? Um, January 14th, 2014. See that shiny box right there? It'll do yeah. all the fucking work for you. Oh, Makes man. you real yeah, smart. Spoiler. Sorry, Fez. Um, you know, I never thought I'd talk like that. I really, because I never listened yeah, to my... But he, that, he's, you know, there's all these comedians that do a impressions of me and right. I, Dana Carvey did one a few weeks ago I don't sound like that I well, was on a radio show with Frank Caliendo and he's sitting next to me and he starts doing me I got us out we're going back and forth and yeah. they played it back and I didn't know which, which one, one was, was you it's <laughs> 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 a funnier one but it sounded exactly alike. the same yeah the same um here is um oh, the pressure here's Andy oh. Andy you're on the run of fast show <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, first thing off, you know, uh, they've they've done they've just done amazing work with tracheotomies, and Bobby should really all right look at getting his updated. And uh, you know, secondly, just some advice, you know, for the whole uh, Patrice thing. Maybe if you just made it a habit, uh, just made it a thing. Like you know, he always if he just shit talked like Pryor and Red Fox, if he spent all his entire time on the air motherfucking Mama's Mabel, then we would just know he's an out and out racist, and it wouldn't just be so bad about Patrice. Oh, so you think it's coming more from from racism that I? Oh, I don't yeah, think that's you know, true. I think I, first of all, I don't think you see color uh, at all. You're right. I hate everybody equally. And Mom's Mabley, how'd she get it? I would never make fun of her. She's, She's, the, best She's the best ever. She's the best ever. You know, I think they was Whoopi going to do a doc on her for anyone younger oh. that had never seen oh, she her. Did. That was great. Did you she see did that? do it? Yes. I didn't know that it came out. I would love to see this. Incredible. Which I was on Showtime, I think. Yeah. Did you see it, Fez? I didn't see this. Mom's Mabley was at that fucking dinner that Bobby yeah, went yeah, to. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> in this, so the way, I don't know why he plays it down the air because he was saying it was like being a Citizen Kane's house. Jesus. And then that this guy collected all these amazingly funny people. And then they bring in the world's greatest magician who starts doing tricks for it them. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But and you know what? A lot of Africans never get to eat a steak, so fuck it. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> See, right. Is that all there is, my friend? Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's amazing. Three days ago, I'm sitting by a pool hosting a little party for my daughter's new band, and here I am. In How, how's she doing? How's her career doing with that? I know she's a great singer. 
Yeah, well, she loved Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> she's got posters all over her room of Patrice O'Neill. She's got. She, she should have said she something goes, earlier. She goes on eBay. She has a hair from a, from a, a pillow that he slept on. I mean, she's the exact opposite of me. Um, she's doing great. She you knows she was with the Pussycat Dolls, and um, now she'll get hate mail just because she's my daughter. No, no, everybody loves you, and everyone Wait, loves her. Her the name of her new group is called Girl G R L. She's by the way to show you how old I am, or we are. She, every day she's telling me she's in the studio with this guy Max. Martin and Dr. Luke. I had no idea who these people were. I mean, you, you probably don't know. Very, very well. I know them. These guys are hit makers. Hit makers? These are hit makers. You gotta remember, I'm in the radio business, okay? I got a golden fucking ear. I'm coming up with Satellite this. radio. So, oh, yeah, that's hey, true. Hey, come on. That's fucking true, too. Uh, there's no pressure here. Um, let's go over to Bill. Bill, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Say hi to the Pitbull of comedy. Hey, Pitbull, how are you? Oh, I'm doing swell. How are you? <laughs> Good. It was really nice to get an update about your daughter. Hopefully nothing ever happens to her, because some piece of shit comedian might come on the air and make fun of her when something happens. Oh. You know what? Here's the thing. Bobby's a fucking sweetheart. He's not only a great comedian, and seriously, also a terrific actor. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's, I'm I, just, I, I couldn't say enough nice things about you. It's easier to meet those things, idiots, than to yeah. get a compliment from a, a friend. But I also know this. If someone's down on their luck, Bobby will try to get them a gig. I've heard that from people. You know how many guys I would do that? For? You know, it's funny because, uh, you know what, but you don't do that for me. And I, one guy that I won't make fun of, and you can say what you want about him, is, is, is Leno. Maybe when he's dead, I can pick on him, too. But, um... Leno, you know, when I was a young comic, you know, I remember, you know, this whole comedy boom was starting in the late 70s, early mm -hmm. 80s, and all these clubs were opening. You had a club, right? Yeah. And, and it was hard to get, you know, everybody wanted to play these rooms, and I tried to get in a couple of them, and they didn't know who I was. And Leno goes, hey, I'll give them a call for you. So I started doing that, because I, I saw a lot of great comics in San Francisco, you know, that I started out with, and they couldn't get work, and I'd call up. And, and then what happens is, though, everybody starts calling you. Right. Once, you know, and it's like you want to do favors for people. When I had my showroom in Vegas, in Hooters and Tropicana, all these guys that you never heard of, or never you really wouldn't hear from for years. Hey, Bobby, I was just uh, in Vegas. I thought I'd drop my tape off. And that's, you know, I mean, I, I understand these guys are trying to get work, but comics can be like uh, raccoons and skunks. When a garbage can falls over, they're coming out of the woodwork, out of the trees. And how, how long were you at that Hooters casino? I was there for two years. I never thought I'd miss Hooters. <laughs> never, never thought I'd find, I'd never been in a Hooters. Yeah. And if you've never been to the casino in Vegas, it's like a Hooters with, with tables, you know, with, with uh, yeah. slot machines. And it was... They actually built a beautiful showroom for me, which is so wrong because people go to Hooters. They went for the 99 cent beers and belt right. buckles and cowboy hats. You know, they were idiots. They were the kind of guys that have been calling in. And, and, and so, and, you know, across the streets, Louis Black, there's Carrot Top, there's whoever's yeah. playing. So they built this beautiful showroom and we got people in. It lasted for two years. Then that recession hit. My wife loses her store. Hooters. Pretty much, I knew Hooters was closing when the guy in charge of security was also taking bags up to the room. I'm not making that up. The head of security, people are checking in. I go, I don't wait. Think that, that casino wasn't around anymore. It's there, but it's really on. It's, it's like in receivership. You know, I didn't know that. But well, why will you go to Vegas? Well, I know the guy who started Hooters, Ed Drosty. Uh, oh, they sold it a long time ago. Yeah. There's investors, and it was a whole. Yeah. You know. But I went to Florida, this way, Tampa. Yeah. I went to Tampa to audition for them. I did a show, and all the guys from Hooters, all right. the execs this from my show. The Hooters 6, they call them. Here is something that never made any sense to me. The reason they hired me, and you probably know this, casinos make almost all their money, or a good portion of their money, more than anything from the slot machines. Mm -hmm. Certainly not the shows, you know, Lost Leaders and Buffets. Right. It's not those, you know, crazy, you know, nightclubs with VIP line. It's the slot machines. And who plays the most slot machines? Are women. So Hooters 
decides, well, you, there's no women coming to Hooters. <laughs> First of all, it's right off the strip. Yeah. We need to put an act in. We need to take this martini bar. Then a martini bar. Who's going to you know, Hooters to drink martinis? So, <laughs> it's the, so they get rid of the martini bar, and they turn it into a really nice showroom. So they go from, you know, nice to nicer. And they decide, we got to hire a comedian that will bring in women. Now, my act... Uh, it's not the kind of act I didn't think that would bring it. You throw scarves to the girls. Yeah, I didn't think, you know, my whole thing is if I can make 90% of the people laugh and maybe break up one couple, I feel I've accomplished <laughs> something on that stage. I never really thought that my act was geared to women. But Hooters saw it a different way. They said, well, Bobby talks a lot about relationships, which I did. And it actually brought in women. It was it, not a lot. Because, yeah. you know, you go to Vegas, there's a million things to do. I don't care who's playing at Hooters. You know. But Vegas is hurting now, right? For it's everybody, right? Bad. And if you, you know what? You know what I knew was hurting? I was playing there about six months ago. The Bellagio had, I think, a $5 blackjack table. For the Bellagio, right. to have a $5 blackjack table, you know. If you ask for a change of a five, they wouldn't even give it to you. A cup of coffee is like 10. So I guess everybody's kind of hurting. Uh, Fezzi. Bobby I, Slate. I don't know why we can't fucking plug the pit bull, because you're so fucking great. People need to see this act. Yeah. You can go out to Bananas uh, tomorrow night <laughs> and say hello to Bobby Slayton in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Two shows tomorrow. Two shows on Saturday. Then January 30th through February 1st, he's at the Sanford Comedy Club in Kansas City. Thank you, know, fellas. Doing your show to me is always like getting a deep tissue massage. It sounds like a great idea. It hurts like fucking hell when you're doing it. But afterwards, you go, I'm glad I did it. it I'm it glad really it's over with. It, it was good. Good, doesn't good it? Yeah. By the way, everybody, Bobby is the warm-up to the Super Bowl. As this starts this weekend, you're yeah. right in the middle of where all the Super Bowl shit yeah. is going to be year, happening. I wouldn't be surprised if my daughter's band, girl, GRL, God, they're so beautiful. Beautiful young ladies. So they, they'll be singing there soon. Thank you so much for, for stopping by, me. bro. Let's do it again. A happy birthday, all right? by the way. Th- all right. We got to do something on the 4th. Uh, Bobby <laughs> Slayton, there's only one, the Pitbull of Comedy. We'll be right back. Coming up a little later on the show, Fez, who's coming in? Coming up, uh, Russell Peters will be oh, stopping by. Yeah. Ask him about Patrice. He hated Patrice. Okay, hated I will. Him. Hated him. And, and Joe Coy, all coming up today on the Ron and Fez Show. You're plugging away, wow. buddy. Wow. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Wow. Hello? The Ron and Fez Show. The best callers in radio. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And by the way, that will be an unscreened call today. Yes, it's unscreened phone day on the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez Show, unscreened calls. Hey, is there a way you guys can play some George Carlin? Ron and Fez Show, unscreened calls. Buy Bitcoin. Ron and Fez Show, unscreened calls. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on! Brian on screen calls. My dad used to spread his ass cheeks and ask me if his asshole moved when he farted. Unscreen phone calls, Brian Fez. Brian Fez Show, what's your name, where you from? Brian Fez Show, screen phone calls. I told you three times already, the law's on my side. I play cards with J.D. Sheldon, the chief of police. Do you kiss my ass, you son of a bitch? Unscreen phone call, Ron and Fez. Unscreen call is more like unclean balls. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Very difficult to do this. Unscreen phone call, Ron and Fez. One time for Christmas, my friend got me a framed pack of matches. So I gave him a three-year-long awkward silence. <laughs> we really do need a screener. It's literally our lives summed up so easy. I haven't made eye contact with him since. 
Ron and Fez Show on Raw Dog Sirius XM Comedy Hits 99, airing weekdays at noon Eastern. Show 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, thanks to all the callers. By the way, now let's turn around and do a first responders contest and thank everybody. Thank Bobby Slayton for coming on. So if you're on Twitter, uh, head on over to, and I don't have this in front of me, I normally do. At Pitbull of Comedy. At Pitbull of Comedy. At Pitbull of Comedy. We'll give out a extremely nice uh, prize. At Pitbull of Comedy. Fez is digging around for the prize right now. But at Pitbull of Comedy, of course, you can also go over to the iBang. And we'll line it up there. But he was a very good sport. And he was fun with it today. And he's Flathead's buddy. And how can you not like him? Bobby Slayton. Do me a favor. Not only, uh, you know, write to him, but give him a follow. Because for some reason he wants followers. I don't understand this. But he wants followers. He wants people to follow him on Twitter. He wants people to see his tweets. Who's doing our tweets? Are we are we tweeting enough? Are we putting the tweet out there? I know that the social networking thing I heard from the boss is so important. And I said to him, I am listening to you as if you were talking about Radio Row. That's how interested I am in this. I'm not really paying attention. But at the Pitbull of Comedy, at the Pitbull of Comedy... Uh, what's the big prize we're going to give out today? We have one of Bobby's uh, special... No, no, no. Let's go up and above the Bobby thing. Let's go in and get a nice... Go into the prize closet, get a nice big prize. Nice big prize for uh, first responders today. Um, and then you can go see Bobby and he's playing all those different things. Russell Peters is stopping in a little bit. He's here for... With uh, going to be coming in with... Um, Jeffrey Gurry and Too Much Tuna. We haven't seen Jeffrey since last week. And uh, I don't know why. We only played that thing once last week that he did. That's something that should be playing, you know, a couple times uh, as we're trying to extend these breaks. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, you know how I always do the half hour when your buddy Dave comes in? All, yes. Since Dave never brought in any of his stuff to me, I'm going to give his half hour away. Oh, no. And I'm going to be doing it with uh, Mikey D, who's going to give me Dallas Buyers Club, uh, American Hustle, and 12 Years a Slave. Because I've seen the other ones. Well, I didn't see the butler. And Captain Phillips is already. Yes, I did see American Hustle. I'd like to watch it again to see why I hated it so much the first time when everyone else loved it. That bad? No, no, I just didn't connect with it. I kept, I've, here's how I felt when I watched it. I felt like I was watching little kids wear their parents' clothes. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, Batman is pretending that he's Robert De Niro. And um, there the the archer, whatever his name is, is pretending that he's Joe Pesci. Hurt Locker. 
Hurt Locker is pretending that he's Joe Pesci. Well, even just like when the trailer started coming out to it, I was like thrown off. Like these guys don't look like they belong in this time period. Well, maybe because they're English or whatever the fuck they are. What is Hurt Locker's background? He's like an Australian or something, or is he American? I think he's American. All right, good for him. Checking out her. All right, fucking Big Fifty, USA, everybody. California boy. What part? Modesto. Oh, okay. And apparently he has a name. It isn't Hurt Locker. It's Jeremy Renner. It ought Weird. to be Wine Country. I'm going to call. I'm going I'm to start calling him Wine Country now. I'll call him Wino. Why? Because I'm guessing he just pounds wine all day long. Um, I don't know what that's for. I don't even understand it. What's the big uh, thing that we have? We have Say Anything, signed by Mr. John Cusack. Oh, that's a fucking great prize. Jesus. We should be playing In Your Eyes right now. The production way with this. Here's how I would do it, Fizz. If, if I was the guy doing it, I would fucking prop up In Your Eyes. And when I went back to it, rather than underselling such a great fucking prize, I would say, coming up, we're going to be giving out... The great movie, Say Anything, signed by John Cusack. Everybody be like, what the fuck? I can win that? What do I have to do? Gabriel. You go over and you tweet to... At Pitbull of Comedy. And, by the way, I want you to say nice things to him, because everybody, we fucked around on the air. Now we're off the air. We're just, you know, we're having fun. I want him to come back again. There was a name that he didn't drop, that the billionaire name. That I'm not going to drop. Really? But that was the beginning of this. Flatch just sent me a different story involving that billionaire, two other people, and fucking Slayton turned him down. Oh my God. Yeah. Because unlike Slayton, Flats will fucking give the goods. <laughs> this is, whenever billionaires become involved, it's, it's, it's fucking, that's crazy. It's a billionaire's boys club, Chris. It's a billionaire's boys club out there. <laughs> Sounds like a fun club to be. Could you imagine if one of us had a fucking billion dollars, how crazy the rest of our life would be? (laughs) And I would be going like this to you all the time. You know what? I'll give you... What's that? I didn't say it. Uh, I'll go like this all the time. I'll give you $10 million. You bite off the head of that fucking chicken right now. Where is That's it? how we'd be spending all of our time. Where's the fucking chicken? Okay. You want to make $150,000? Yes. Punch that old lady in the stomach right there. Oh, she's going to catch it, man. And that's how I would spend the rest of my life. Just doing demeaning things, but then giving away life-changing money. <laughs> Look, all, my life's so much better. All I do is punch I, that woman. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. If I was say, and I'm being totally honest here. <laughs> if I say, go piss on that cop. Now, you know you're going to probably get hit for it and then arrest it. Yeah. And then have to go to court. Sure. But I'm letting you name your price. What is the lowest price for go piss on that cop? Fuck, that's not even, I mean, that was that, maybe, maybe assault, maybe a couple months of my life. Give me $120,000 and I'm just pissing everywhere. Uh, I mean, you got to hit face for $120,000. Fine, whatever. And then, but see, here's the thing. If I had a billion, this would be worth $120,000. A, to see someone pee on the cop. B, to see a cop fucking stomp someone. And that person laughing, saying, I'm making money for this. I did it! Yes. I did it! 
I'll be I'll see you when I get out. Call my girlfriend. <laughs> Tell her we're going on a fucking cruise. And why isn't Bill Gates doing shit like this? This is what Bill Gates should be doing instead of Oh, how can I stop diarrhea in Africa? No one's fucking laughing at that, Bill. There's nothing fucking funny about that. He's going to be having the time of your life. Fez wants to plug that thing again. It's at Pitbull of Comedy First Responders for Bobby Slayton. Your chance to win Say Anything signed by John Cusack. All my instincts. <laughs> what is it, Fez? Just never a day when anything works. Why do you say that? What, never why, a day. Why? What is happening? Just mistakes after mistakes. Why do you say things like that? I'll tell you what happened. What happened? <laughs> it was miscommunication. I had the... We, we moved off from it. I, yeah. I, I put the audio down on the Peter Gabriel song because it's on the computer here. I didn't put it back up as Fez was, was plugging. That's what That's happened. That's why I really drew it out. That's what had you so sad? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just one of many. Oh, jeez. Oh, I didn't know, buddy. I didn't know, pal. You still got the chirp going on in your apartment? Oh, yeah. Chirp is still going. You know, this is supposed to be a funny show. we got great comedians coming in. Everybody's happy. You know what? Let's go back and do your plug properly and make it work. This is a do-over right now. Let's try it again. First responders for Bobby Slayton at Pitbull of Comedy and your chance to win. Say anything. Signed by John Cusack. But you gotta, you know, explain to them what the first responders do. It's a brand new station that you're on. I mean, we just don't say first responders. We gotta say you go on Twitter, you go to the pit bull of comedy, you write him a nice thing to make him feel good about himself, follow him, and then he feels a little better after he came in here. Because he is a great guy. And I only had, you know, the mean phone calls because he told ONA that I do that, and I didn't the time before. I came out of nowhere, his comments. I did like when he said that the show feels like a deep tissue massage where it's fucking really hurts and then when it's over it feels better. And you're glad you did it. See? Want to guess what Fez's detector is at on Twitter? Yeah. I'm going to say it's <laughs> this, his smoke detector is at 1,200. It is at 1470. Shit. I'm off. I wanted to say 14 fucking 70 and I didn't say it. I was fucking afraid to. Go with your first. I was choice. like you today with that fucking prize that you were afraid to yell with. Is uh, Gurian in the building? Uh, Gurian has just uh, arrived up here. I'm waiting on Mr. Peters. Mm hmm. I understand. Well, Gurian's waiting on Mr. Peters. He likes to get here early. I tell him and then I, you know, then I assist him and bring him down. I wonder if I don't. I didn't even have to ask the pitbull if he knew Gurian. You would, I think he would know him. I don't know. You can never tell who knows who in this world, this crazy mixed-up fucking world of ours. So we do have next Friday off, right? They're gonna. We're preemptive for special Super Bowl programming. Is that correct? Yes. No one wants to say. Everyone's a, yes. Are they still yeah. upset with us, or are you yeah. Tommy and Prophet? I have no idea. I'm trying to just get to go with it. They understand. I, I, I will get to the bottom of it. I'll, I'll say later. And you guys seem like you're afraid to talk about these things. Are you afraid to get in trouble with the bosses or me? 
I don't want to be in trouble with you, Ronnie B. Why would you be in trouble with me? All I have to do is go on to a fucking do a thing. You're not, never in any trouble with me. I still, I don't. Do you want... feel like you can't speak to me? I, f- I no, I, I know, I definitely can feel I can speak to you. I just don't want, I don't want to make your day bad. Is what I, I feel. You just made Fez's day bad, and you didn't give a fuck at all about that. <laughs> now you're fucking laughing. Why you feels bad? By the way, Shelby, you haven't opened up your tiny little fucking pie hole today. You okay? Yeah, we're just taking a hold down the fort in here for now. <laughs> Come on, baby, I can what hold down the fort. What fucking fort's got to be held? attacked? What kind of fort's got to be held down in there? Just making sure the phones are good. You know, <laughs> queuing up those brakes. Oh my god! The technical thing scares him, doesn't it? Yeah, he's not comfortable. I'll say yes, yes to that. He he just he needs reps is what he needs. To keep keep doing it and doing it and doing it. That's what I tell you guys about everything. And that's why I didn't want to go over and do... And I, I don't want to act like it's not a fun thing to do, which is Radio Row. But it's a pig fuck, and it's just going to pull us backwards, and it sucks, and no one cares about it. So you need reps in here. But you don't want to talk to me because you're afraid that I might take things the wrong way. I don't know how we got to that place, Chris Stanley. I don't know how, before I know it, you're going to be wearing the same fucking shirt to work for <laughs> two months without knowing how to get out of it. I have many different shirts. By the way, I'm going to look into something that looks like some guy heard Shrek loves feelings. Um, Did he drop an M-bomb? So, normally, I would have uh, Davey Mack come in on Friday. I'm going to switch him out. And talk movies, I guess, with Mikey D. He gets the swap with Mikey. Yes! He gets Davey Mack. How can I... At a certain point, I have to say, what am I a cop? And Dave's pissing on me and someone's giving him 120 G's for it? You know what I mean? He's not pissing on you. He loves you. One hand what? Feeds the other, right? Sure. This hand's been feeding this hand, but I don't see this hand feeding back. But you know what? Mikey D fucking feeds me. He's bringing me in some of these nice fucking movies. Because I gotta get caught up for the Oscars. Have you seen uh, Wolf of Wall Street yet? No, it's fucking 90 yards from my house, and I haven't walked it down the street and saw it. I didn't get your boot. I don't want boots. I want a fucking proper industry accredited screener. Oh, it is. It tells me I'm going to. The FBI's gonna come get me if I've caught with it. Whose name got out on a screen? Oh, Ellen. Uh, yeah, you ought to read the iBank sometimes, Chris. You'd love it. There was a screener of this is a while ago uh, that got up, and um, I guess it's somewhat embarrassing. Oh, for Secret Life of Walter Mitty. What's the difference? What it's for? By the way, I'm not going to comment on it, but I I saw that at the New York Film Festival. I didn't even know if I like just from the trailers. I didn't know if I was, I wanted to see it. My review was short. Secret Life of Walter shitty, <laughs> and I was and I had that review <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> Sums it up, I guess. Thank you, Fuzzy. You feeling better now? Yes, I'm then feeling you better. To, you know why? Because you got to redo it. Yeah, okay? I got to do over. But here's the thing: why I I think that you would feel better in life if you said this to me. Give me a fucking do over on that. I didn't do it the way I want it. Give me a do-over. The thing for you is you always think happiness comes from the outside. Is is fucking Chris happy? Is Ron happy? Are the callers happy? Are, are the bosses down the hall happy? Uh, is fucking Wiki happy with this tiny little fucking screen? You know what I mean? That's the things that you're looking for. you got to say to yourself, 
How can I make myself happy? You're happy with the do-over, right? Yes, I was, it sounded much better. But why did the do-over have to be given to you? Why wouldn't you just say, you know what? Fucking Chris fucked me up. He thinks it's funny not to fucking plug my music the way I want to. I want a do-over right now. Make yourself feel that way. I got to, you know, right now I got to find Shrek enough to love a new fella. Um... Russell Peters is late, is, is running late. Is what Russell Peters can get here whenever he wants to. Okay. He's one of the biggest fucking comedians in the known world, okay? If he fucking wants to... I wouldn't be surprised if a fucking rope dropped out of a helicopter and he came climbing down it, jumped in and done the show. I'd be so happy if that happened. But I bet Gurian's just fucking frazzled down the hall. <laughs> this has never happened before. <laughs> this is fucking up everything I'm trying to do. Trying to get my thing off. Now I act like like fucking Slayton. Is, I put Slayton's <laughs> voice in the poor, sweet Jeffrey Gurian. Um, so that's the fucking uh, point I'm trying to make to you, Fez. Do your own fucking do it. You know what? I've never even seen you say this. Hey, I got something I want to talk about right now. Something's fucking bothering me. I want to get it off my chest. <clears throat> you wait until you're asked. That's the problem. So what do you want to get off your chest? Um, Why would you do that as soon as you're asked? You've got to just jump in and do it on your own. Oh, okay. I'll wait and then do it on my own. Now, why do you listen to me? Why not do it when you want to do it? Do it when you want to fucking go for it. And just say, this thing is so funny. I want to fucking lay it on everyone right now. All right, I'll, I'll do that when I want to. Yeah. Go ahead. Now? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, now I can't wait forever for it. I don't, you know, when Russell Peters is going to get here, I'm going to ignore you. <clears throat> Tom Brady not watching the Super Bowl. Because that's, that's a wire story. And you're, you're delivering it like a wire story. I want to know about Fez. What makes him fucking tick? You know? Not What's going on in Fez's world? Not a smoke detector, that's for sure. <clears throat> wow. Whoa. That's a fucking slam now. It's a deep shelving. Oh. You just call it the shelving? It's disgusting. I don't get that. I think it's like a deep fucking. It's like he fucked you, he shelved you. I believe that's what his. What he was trying to imply. You just been shelved? You just that got shelved. So, Fez, you wanted to read a news story off the iBank. Did you put that story up? No, I didn't. So it's just something you're reading, right? Yeah. Why? What's What's the story you wanted to read? About Tom Brady not watching the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who likes football, you really should want to watch the Super Bowl. It's, I mean, if you're passionate enough about football... To play in it, to dedicate your life to it. Let me ask you this. You would want to watch the biggest game of it. Do stand-up, sit around and watch other people do stand-up? Most of them don't sit around and go, Oh, I can't wait, coming up this Friday, there's a fucking great special on HBO. I think it would, what Tom Brady is saying, this will kill me. I'll tell you a Tom Brady story. When he was hurt, remember when he blew his ACL out? Yeah. He didn't travel with the team, didn't watch the fucking games. Ignored the season. Because he was furious he wasn't playing. That's smart. I, th I, I believe that's smart because it's, it's going to it's not, it's not going to help it, you. Whatever it is, it's a, just his own personal fucking thing. He's a different kind of fucking dude. He's a Brady. That's it. He's part of the fucking Brady's bunch. 
him, Giselle, whoever their mate is. Do they have kids? Yeah. yeah. Then he has that one kid he doesn't pay attention to, right, that he had before Giselle. From Moynihan, I think? Giselle calls him that one, the ugly baby. <laughs> Tom had an ugly baby before mine. And then they got that other kid where they show off his dick everywhere, which is really creepy. I don't know anything about that. There was I'm very a- uncomfortable, and I don't even want the story out there. <laughs> it sounds very pederast. Uh, Lou, Indiana. Hey, Ronnie, be a million bucks. Hey, buddy. Hey, listen, I want to know, can I get a what? What? From old Shelby. What? What? I really like that, too. Uh, I love it. That's all you wanted, Lou? That's all I need to like. You just wanted a simple what? What? <laughs> oh, God, Ron. Yes, that's all I needed. All right, talk to you later, pal. Uh, still running that contest, and it's a great one. It is uh, for first responders. You go to at Pitbull of Comedy to give Bobby Slayton a nice comment, a nice tweet about his appearance on the Ron and Fez show today. And you can also, uh, at the same time, win, say anything on DVD, signed by John Cusack. Um, Mikey D wants to know why you haven't gotten back to him about what time he's coming in to do his half hour tomorrow. Mikey D hasn't emailed me. Um, he's expecting to hear like he was a guest. Remember, he's replacing your fucking hero. That, are you doing the show with him tonight? Yes, uh, Dave Max Sports Program tonight on Riotcast.com. I'm doing something with uh, probably putting together a podcast with Mikey D. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's it going to be about? It's called Thanks for the Screeners. <laughs> and I'm just going to be talking about different screeners that I got from him. Uh, Janice, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, um, Ron, Fez, Chris. Fezzy, you got to first roll with the punches. You got to roll with thing. it, Fez. It makes it so much easier. And second, get a stick and whip that fucking thing off the ceiling. So <laughs> it's true. Oh my god! Oh, when G- mine did that, I I whacked it off, and then I didn't even put another battery in. Someday they'll find my carcass here and go, "Oh, she didn't even have batteries in the smoke <laughs> detector." But I can't. The most people don't. Insane. Most most people don't. It's too fucking much trouble to deal with it. If someone came up with like a batteryless smoke detector, you'd be a fucking billionaire. You would be a billionaire. Janice, thank you, by the way, for the gifts that you sent. Oh, you're welcome, Fezzy. You mean Christmas? No, there was just a new box up there yesterday. It was supposed to come down here. I didn't see it. I got some delicious double stuff Oreos. Boy, that must... I wonder when that's from. I just saw it yesterday. Oh, oh my God. My I thought it was new. Oh, it was just there. God. Good one, Fez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Am I the one fucking the stuff? Oh, I say it. Then the music goes off. That could be the new things if Fez fucking has a problem. <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Yes. It was Peter never opened. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope there's... I, here's what happened. That's what Fez tries to do by trying to look better than me, by giving her like a little compliment before <laughs> fucking Ronnie B even saw the box. And apparently it was just a box. See, we've got a producer that doesn't like to give us all the messages that are coming in. 
Who's up for whatever? Oh my god. I don't know. This is this is open this is another fucking can of worms is what really just got opened. Oh my here. god. Yeah. Two two months ago. Then why didn't it get opened? Wait, was Why it, was it just sitting on your desk uh, out of nowhere yesterday? There wasn't a box sitting on my desk until, I guess, yesterday. yesterday exactly. Afternoon. Well, why would I hide a box from two months ago? It sounds nuts. But don't act shocked that it, you know... Wh- why am I open? Why am why I? Are, sitting- why are you eating two month old Oreos like that? That's <laughs> I what thought I'm they were new. <laughs> I'm so wrapped though, they're fresh. <laughs> oh. Well, gee, I'm sorry, Fuzzy. I think it all worked out well. Okay. All right, sweetie, we're and going to uh, take a break and, here. And, yeah. and wrap that thing off the ceiling, Fuzzy. Yeah, wrap it off the ceiling. Uh, okay. The advice show. <laughs> See you later, sweetie. Um, so we got Gurian in, but no... No, Mr. Peters. We should send Gurian down and be like, what's going on, dude? I thought... What happened? Because you know he worries about such things. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. I'm going to go down and check on him. We'll be right back. It's Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Russell Peters is stopping in just a little bit. He ran a little late. And also, Joe Coy is coming up in just a bit as well. Here's Joe in Utah. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, earlier Fez was talking about Tom Brady not watching the Super Bowl. I want to ask Fez if he listens to other radio shows. It's a very hard thing to sit down and listen to other shows, mainly because you're like, uh, well, I'll let him answer it. I listen to O&A, but that is it. That's like the extent of it. See where your name's going to come up? (laughs) Just wondering if there's something around the corner there. Uh you're still doing your uh, contest, Fuzz. Yeah, it's First Responders for Bobby Slayton at Pitbull of Comedy. At Pitbull of Comedy. Leave a comment on Bobby Slayton's Twitter. Your chance to win Say Anything, signed by John Cusack. Yeah, just some thanks, because he's... Um, I'm looking at some of these folks. All right, fuck doesn't get the bit at all. Fuck does not get the bet. I really want Fuck to be part of all this thing. Too bad. Too bad with Fuck. Doesn't get I want him to be one of us. He seems like he would be one of us, and yet, two days in a row, he's screwing the pooch on this. Um, Chris, you and I were talking about a thing earlier. You said that people don't date these days. Yeah, uh, Christian Mingle and J-Date put together something where they surveyed like their users what's a date and what's hanging out and people across the board are are, conf- are are consistently confused as to whether they're going out on a date or if they're actually hanging out with this person 
And, so, and, it, and they take it both ways, too. It's like, I hope this person doesn't think it's a date. We're just hanging out. And I hope that this person realizes this is a date. Well, I think if it's two people... And one says, I'm picking you up at 7, and we're going to go do these things, then that's a date. And if you go somewhere, and you go to a bar, and there's a fucking woman uh, that happens to be at the same bar with the same friends, then you're hanging out. People are confusing just their hang, their, their, I think sleeping with their inner circle of their friends. That, that thing of like in college or even throughout life where people just start banging each other. I mean, that's it. And then, and then no one ever went on a date, but they know each other. Yeah, that's, that's hanging out. That is, and that's what that really is, is I'm having sex with you because this works out for both of us. We've been hanging out for a while. But, that, but even that's not hanging out. That's a lot. Look. If you run into someone and you have sex with them occasionally, you have some kind of relationship whether you're fucking admitting it or not. You know what I mean? Because you don't do that with everyone. Yeah. So you don't want to... You could say, I don't have any responsibility here, but you at least have that much that you have to say, look, I want to point something out to you. Um, you know, we do... I have a responsibility to each other. Someone's feelings are fucking wrapped up in this. Now, let me go over to, to my little man. And you guys have kept him quiet. Maybe I need to move him in here because I know he likes to talk more. But you're the prime single age now. You're really our only single person who we think has a shot at dating. Single and ready to mingle. Shelby, when was the last time that you were on a, an official date? Jeez, uh, I'd say about eight or nine months ago. Now, have you been late in the last eight or nine months? I have not. I okay, so out. even you don't even have the hanging out thing working. Uh, I hang out. I haven't been getting uh, late. As you Do you it. ever take yourself out on a date to masturbate and go, tonight I'm going to take myself out for a nice dinner. We're going to go to a play and then... Uh, I'm just going to touch myself gently in the car, but then when we get home, I'm going to fucking jerk off and come. I'm breaking out the flashlight. First, he starts on the couch. He fools around. Should we? No. What does this mean? All right, I'm going to take you into the bedroom and jerk you off hard. You're going to come so bad. And Fez, you've never been on a date or hangout. No, I've, I've, I know of two times that I went out not knowing if it was a date. And both times, it totally ended up being a hangout. Yours is more confusing. It's gay. Yeah. yeah what? It's gay is more confusing because gay guys treat each other like guys and then dates. You know what I mean? I think it's like always in play, like 24 hours a day, where they can... Well, I think they even take advantage of the hangout more. Look, if you and a... You, you are... You and a, have a friend of the opposite sex. Yeah. You're both straight. Yeah. It's still always in play. <laughs> even if you say, we're just friends, obviously the, the, the fact that's not... It can't be off the table because it exists there. You know what I mean? A possibility. It's a possibility. It might be the slightest possibility in the world, but it's a possibility. You know, even if you think of each other as second cousins, second cousins is still a possibility. Even so first yours cousins. is even more confusing, Fez. Oh, yeah. The, well, the first, the first time I went out, I was meeting a guy at a bar, and I thought, all right, this could turn into a date. This might be a date. Where did you meet the person from? 
um, through the show. Mm. This we knew that that wasn't a date. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a different one. Yeah, that uh, t- two times through the show. The first time was Big Jim met him out, out at a bar, but then he brought a bunch of friends with him. So I instantly knew as soon as I walked in. Well, that's hangout. But why would you say here's because I remember this situation? Fez had come out, and we knew him, Big Jim, for years, and he's gay. And then he says he calls the show. Fez, uh, next time in my, I'm in New York, we'll get together and I'll explain to you how the gay scene works. All right. Why would anyone assume that that was a date? No, that's. A I training, got excited. It's a training session. But we said to you, okay. But then you, you that one you should have known, and then the other one. And then the other one was Michael, who I met through the show, and when I got asked out to lunch, I wasn't sure if that was a date. Even going to the lunch, I wasn't sure if it was a date. And that turned out to be a hangout, too. That was just a friend thing. Um, here's uh, Andrew. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Once you get into your mid-20s to, like, 30s, you can't have friends that are girls. You just don't. They're just chicks that you are either trying to bang. I, dis- I disagree with that. I think you can have friends. But wouldn't it be weird if you just went out to dinner with a friend that's a girl, but you you weren't trying at all to do anything? Well, look, um, let's say here at work, Michelle's our friend, correct? Yeah. Yes. If I said, Michelle, we should get together and talk about some things, I don't think that that would be weird if after the show or after work we went out and talked about the, the you know, Sirius XM. I don't think that would be any odder than the fact that we went out to dinner at the time with Tim. <laughs> I don't think that it, I don't, I think that people can be friends. Now, am I saying it's, you know, obviously not off the table? Of course it's not, because that's how the world works. There's always, you know, the, the sex plays its part in everything, just like with Fez. These two guys that are friendly to him, there's still this thing of, you know, people are partying. They could go that way. Yeah. The, the chances are small, but you don't, you know, you don't. Let's send in our Nori, our little intern. Norice. She's prime dating age. Here comes Norice. Please. Her come. music is up there, or we haven't found it yet. Norice, come on in, darling. You're prime dating age, right? What age are you? 21. All right. Um, and Shelby is somebody you would never get, be interested in, right? Because, Sorry. Because what reason? <laughs> huh? Because what reason? He's gay. Okay. Now, <laughs> you... We know that. Do you date and hang out? Do you? De- yes. Okay. I do date you, and hang out. Do you know the difference between a date and hang out? Could you yes. explain it? Okay. Tell us the difference. Well, when you're on a date, you obviously know that... Oh, Sorry. When you're on a date, you obviously know the person is interested in you. When you just hang out with your friend, that's that's nothing. You just go, you eat, you talk about life. But I think it. some people consider a hangout that sex will also happen, but it's not a date. Correct. That's a different kind of hangout. Do you ever have the kind of 
uh, or, or we used to call it, I don't know if they do anymore, a hookup. You know what I mean? Like, this is somebody, like at college, you would run into parties, and at the end of the night, you two would hook up. And then never see each other again? No, just see each other again at another party. And when, hook up again. And hook up again, yes. No, I don't do that. But you understand that those things do happen. That does happen a lot, yeah. yes. Now, you're saving your little body, right? You're saving your little body for the right person. And then you'll be sure, able to give your, yeah. and then you'll be able to give him your purity. Yes. Like Jessica Simpson did with her first husband. <laughs> so beautiful. What a beautiful marriage. Until later, she banged one of the jackass guys, apparently. And either one of you guys stayed in touch with Gary, and he's I'm, very concerned. I'm in. I'm. I'm in, okay. in touch with Jeffrey via right, via good. email. Um, because he was like, Chris doesn't have a phone. I just saw him down there. He's with his producer today. Okay. So what is the big difference between, would you only do a date and not a, not a hookup or hangout? No. Does somebody have to say, Norris, I want to come pick you up and do this thing properly? I would rather they do that. Yeah. No one's going to be like, oh, let's go to dinner and let's hook up. No one's yeah. going to say that. But if someone says, look, we ought to get together, maybe I'll see you around. Would that be a turn off for you or would that be okay? We be fine. See, like I, I'll see you around too. You know what? I'd say I don't like this. I don't like her dating yet. I don't think she's ready. I'll see you later. This no, pure, see, I don't like that. That's not you. Saying that means the purity thing's out the fucking window. I know. And you're wearing your little Catholic girl outfit and you're doing everything the right way. You know what? I'd like to send her to an all girls school. Start looking around. Chris. Oh, no. We'll yes. I need some men. No, oh, no, no. Jesus no, Christ, honey. don't say that. Can I tell you something? Yes. You being Dominican, I'm worried that you could get pregnant way too fast. <laughs> Okay, it happens. By like next week, it could happen. <laughs> you could get pregnant from making out. With I'm a going boy. out this weekend, so Who, with what guy? A guy? No, I'm just going out like clubbing and stuff. So I can't wait to meet I don't all like those you going Dominican out men. I don't like you going out clubbing. Some I there's love men, it. Th- men just that's rape. where all the bachata, merengue, see, salsa. I don't like to see you oh, with them. Oh, goodness. No, it's oh. so no. good. This is so. And bad. you dance close, you know? No. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I hope you don't talk to your dad this way because it's like a torturous thing. She's such a nice girl. I'm starting to think otherwise now with this clubbing thing and not just, you know, try, trying to preserve her purity. That's true. We've done a terrible job raising her the last couple months. Constantly about this bachata stuff. I don't know what that means. Why don't? Why are people hating a bachata? You know how good it is? It sounds is? dirty. I don't know. Is it, is it like it's something dirty in a good way? Eat? Huh? Yeah. What is it? It's what like is- dirty, sexy music. Oh, I thought it was like some kind of a great thing, oh, like you, an you empanada. Should, no. All right, let me say it a little bit. This is, this is some bachata. No, but terrible. That, that, I don't like that one. No. So don't listen to that. What the fuck are you Ron? talking about, <laughs> Every time that she comes in, we hear this wacky goddamn music. I don't well, know. that's not a good song. That's yeah. the problem. How can you tell the difference between the good bachata because and the bad bachata? Because I've never even heard that bachata. I'm never worried that she's going to be What's bachata? Down. What is bachata? Bachata. I, no, bachata. I just, I just looked up bachata on a translator. It just comes out as fuck jams. I mean, that's just what it's reading. Here. Shall no, we get out of here? Weird. Gay. <laughs> Easy, Norris. Why is that? Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't use it as a, as a <laughs> insult, Norris. Isn't that, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Fez. You heard the foghorn go off. <laughs> that made you upset, Fuzz? It, it, yeah, it hit me really hard the wrong way. Well, the it's thing just because it the wasn't Shelby. The cue was the Shelby. 
he acts like he's gay, like he's unacceptable, yeah, like he's yeah. an outcast. There's yeah, no that's reason. That's not what that word means. But there's no reason that you should take it that way. <laughs> Creep, pedophile, weirdo, you know, all yeah, those things. All yeah, those things. Call him any of those things then. This, well, she did by just saying gay. <laughs> yeah, she lowered it to gay. gay. What she was really thinking was a little stronger. Put them all in one term. Um, it's, an umbrella. it's an umbrella word. Here's the one I don't understand. Shelby isn't offended by that, Fuzz. Why are you? <laughs> I guess Shelby's more uh, comfortable with his homosexuality than I am. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey. Don't look up Aventura. That's the good bachata. Yes, yes. You're thank you. Spelling it right. I don't understand any of this. Yeah, but that's Romeo Santos. Ventura? Aventura. This is it. Yeah, who's that? You know who that is. Some dude. Who is it? Romeo Santos, the one I was talking about before. I want to say about this guy. Gay. If no, I stop. I think, isn't it Drake? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like Drake, too. Drake records all songs in English and Spanish. Does he really? That's great. That's a great idea. <laughs> Put like eight R's in the word Romeo. Look at him. Aww. Here's what I don't understand. There's nothing modern about this music, right? Like, this is the same music that you would have heard, like, fucking on the Lucio Ball show. No. Look, you dance that very slowly with your man. There'd not be any grinding. <laughs> oh, my God. No of grinding. Course, grinding. We have to grind. Oh. All right, now, honey, you don't want to do that. You're a nice girl. You're going to get a reputation. All right, all right, okay. Do you understand there's leakage that happens during a grind? <laughs> do I need to explain what that is? Do you know that you could actually, that there's a saying... She dances like a Dominican. <laughs> That's the same. <laughs> All right, I'm seeing the dancing on here, and it's very bad. They're having sex. It's sex happening. with pants on. No. It's pants on sex. No. It's really nice. This isn't nice at all. This is dirty, hardcore Wait, you're banging. You the wrong one. Let me find one for you. No, Reese, please. S- send it to Chris. <laughs> Good God. I used to dance. I used to ha- um, go to salsa class, so I used to do salsa and bachata. Too. Really nice. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your stripper classes. All right, there it is over there. Chris, take a look at this. Our little uh, intern who we are really supposed yeah. to be raising. Oh, wait, well, that's like... That's grinding, honey. I know, but that's a lot. Yes, that's what They're we're saying. They're going in. It's cool. You like that dancing? Yeah. That's not good for you. She's no, riding because, him. Like, we... All right, as of right now, you're failing your internship. Oh, no. Yes, <laughs> because that's not the way we want you. Oh. Okay, no, bad, bad. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> but you don't have to dance close. You don't have to dance like that. Your parents know you go out and do this? What? They see me do it sometimes. All right. You know what Family I want? Family parties. You're all right. You know what I want? Your home number. <laughs> Yeah, you like it, right, Chris? No, I'm very disturbed. <laughs> Here is Brooklyn from Brooklyn. You're on the Run of Fez show, Brooklyn. <laughs> it's actually Purple Guy. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask that girl if she can repeat a phrase for me. She sounds exactly like my ex-girlfriend if she can repeat this phrase. Damn, Chico. 
Are you too stupid? Stupid. What is this from? This sounds like racism to me. <laughs> you want me to repeat that? No. You know, uh, Chris, what was the echo that was going on in the room, and now it stopped? I heard. I feel like something was coming out in studio yeah. speakers. I don't now, know. Now, here's the weird thing. I'd rather have those speakers and not the headphones playing the whole show, if that's a possibility. Obviously, it is because it just happened. So we just talked talk engineering. Because I don't know what happened on that. It would be that board, I think, that just created that sound coming out of these in-studio miners. Now, Fez, how can this young girl be out there and having a more exciting life than you? And you you were going to have the big come out gay life. And I have a friend for Fez if you interested. A little friend, yeah. young one. No, no, no. He's older. Older. Yeah. See, Fez wants a twink. Uh... He wants. Here's what he wants. He wants a gay version of you. He wants if you <laughs> if you were hiding the fact that you had a penis, Fez would be the happiest person in the world. And I never learned to dance the bachata. That's fine. That's okay. We love teaching. So Ron, Fez, Chris. No, 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 no. I'm getting the fuck no. out. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is entrapment. That's what this is. Not you, Shelby. None of us will be with learning to grind dance with the intern. This is a safe place. <laughs> and the, you know what? I want to just point out to Shelby and Chris. This is like a pink slip. Walked in and sat down. Like a really cute pink slip. Do not go there. It's a very dangerous thing to happen. I will put out an amber alert. Um, uh, Russell uh, Peters is going to be here in just a couple minutes. He's playing Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh. And then Zany's in Nashville, February 13th. And then Joe Coy is also stopping in in just a couple of minutes. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Shelby said he hadn't been on a date in eight months, but didn't he go on Thanksgiving dinner with Fezzy? Yes, he did, but that was more of a hangout. Dan in Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask uh, Norris if she ever heard of uh, Moochie E. Alexandra. I'm just an old white guy. I love listening to them. Yeah, they're good. They were really good. They broke up. What are they, like the Dominican yeah. Beach Boys? <laughs> They're an another bachata group. Bachata. Yes. And that's only Dominican music? Yeah, but everybody, all Spanish people listen to it. Mm. Okay. How come so many great baseball players come out of there? I'm not sure. What is it about the DR in baseball? They like They're baseball They're forced to play but at I don't early, watch it, early but age? I guess. That's like the only thing they can play over there, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, here's James. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I was going to tell you guys that in, even in the South, the only Dominican girl I ever knew ruined a complete high school. You guys need to be careful. Oh, we're being careful. <laughs> this little... She could pull the ships into the rocks. Everyone has to be careful around her. I respect her. I want everyone to think of her as a blood relative. Okay. Wait, I just thought Shelby. What happened with him and his first cousin? Ew. Yeah, and that was a guy. Oh, remember when you called him gay and we yeah. all laughed and Fez got his feelings hurt? I knew it. But it was only short, and he didn't go in depth. Why? <laughs> 
Fez is plugging away over there. One last plug before we pick out our winner, Fez. That's for the first responders. Send a nice tweet to Bobby Slayton at Pitbull of Comedy. At Pitbull of Comedy. And you have a chance to win Say Anything. Signed by John Cusack. All my Uh, we want to break before him. Uh, we we can uh, we we can keep it going. I can go grab Russell. Okay. Great. All right, we gotta let you go, Don. We gotta guess. Take care. Bye. Be good too. I worry about her. Do you ever notice this? Every day she wears black. Every single day she wears. I didn't black. even notice it's that. Like Catwoman. Am I right, Shelby? Yeah, always this. Uh, Black and really high-waisted pants. What? Like Catwoman. Alright. I'm going to look into the bottom of that. Uh, Alright, let's give out our prize uh, while we're waiting. And also remind everybody that Russell Peters is coming in in just a, well, like 30 seconds. Uh, but um, the prize, and Fez, it's a good one. It's fantastic. It's Say Anything on DVD, signed by John Cusack. The winner is Tom the Mechanic. Tom the Mechanic. Congratulations, buddy. Fez, haven't we agreed that we hate that sounder? Yes, we have. Yeah, but we can't seem to get rid of it. But we all hate it. Crazy. Um, Russell Peters stopping in with us. He's at Goodnight's Comedy Club in Raleigh. Really, really great comedy club. February 6th through 9th. And then he's going to Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, Tennessee. February 13th through 16th. Um, Tom the Mechanic was the big winner here. And so that's, uh, what, three big prizes, four in the last couple of days. This is another great thing that we should make up. This is every time we have, uh, we're giving out these prizes, put together a nice fucking promo on this, Fez. Because there's and plenty of good stuff going right out the door here. And that way we're what? Create what? Ting. Hmm, creating. This is a weird... Thing to hear someone say back to that. Up on the iBank today, Hank Azaria is scared to be a dad and still is. Uh, also, Jackie Martland article called The Comedian Who Changed My Life. Great story about Jackie and Rodney Dangerfield. And uh, Shia LaBeouf has just been doing performance art. Story is up there. That's fucking hysterical. He said he hasn't been crazy lately. He's just doing performance art. This is him performing this way. All right, I think we got Russell here. Bring him in with a little tune. We got some music for him. And let's bring in... I don't know what Chris is waiting for. Russell Peters. They shot a movie once In my hometown Everybody was in it Anything. Yeah, I can 
Russell Peters, and with us, one of the great hours of Unmasked we ever... What a good time. Yeah, man, it was so great, and your career is so incredibly unique that there are so many comics that admire what you've done with your life, you know what I mean? There's so many who are like, man, if I could just find do what Russell did, kind of invent my own way to live my life. I, yeah, I didn't try to. It just kind of yeah. happened. That's the best part about it, that I guess. That is the best know? part. You're in here with Jeffrey Gurry. And how long you guys go back, Jeffrey? Oh, a few years now. A few That's years? I would say at least 10 years now. Oh, at least, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Decade. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I knew him since he looked like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a while. Now, by the way, Slayton wanted me to say to you everything you said. You stole that from Slayton all day. And he thought that was going to be the funniest joke in the world. And he also asked if he could borrow 100 grand. I, I <laughs> he did ran into him. Yeah, he wants to go hey, out for dinner. Mike, you get 100 grand. Yeah, he says if Russell has an extra hundred grand, yeah. no one calls me back. But everybody else is doing well. Yeah. He came over to my house yeah. for New Year's, um, not this past year, but the year before. Is that right? Him and his wife. It was actually very nice. Yeah, well, but you were in home though. Uh, yeah, but that's that's fine. Either that's way, he came always by. the weird thing that like, the comedian who really away from the road has a stable home life with like a normal good person. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he doesn't mess around. That's the weird part. That is the weirdest part of all. I or maybe. Maybe it's not even choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's just. Uh, <laughs> I'm an old Jew. What am I going to do? <laughs> what, what, what exactly could happen here anyway? You know, you're from uh, Toronto. That is correct. And that is now. Uh, Colder the, than here. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> the yeah. funniest mayor in the history oh of the world. And yesterday's was the best of all. Did you make one? Yeah. Yeah. How does that shit go down? I don't. I don't know how. I don't like. Does he not have anybody handling him? Like going, Mayor, don't don't do that. Don't no, do that. Yeah, hey, we're going to a restaurant. Can you put your phone down, please? You know what I mean? Like just want somebody. You just need one person to fucking just jump in and go. All right, buddy. Right. Enough. Somebody an intervention. I didn't hear what happened yesterday. I didn't hear. Yesterday, we'll just play a clip from you. This is uh, in this some is... Toronto place, but he's all. He was at a restaurant. Yeah. All twisted. All fucking wired up, and then. Just starts acting like he's a Jamaican out of nowhere. Oh, serious? Yeah. Oh my god! They gotta see me. me around five months. Oh my god! I for a minute. And trying to tell me, bro. We're counter surveillance, you know what I mean? He's hiding here, I'm hiding here, I'm hiding. Oh, we don't. Fact. <laughs> that's crazy shit. Now Russell, Russell would know. Is that a good accent or not? Because he does. It's every not bad, in the world. actually. It's actually it's not really bad. It's really not bad. <laughs> Even my Jamaican friends was like, not bad. I mean, he did just say words randomly, but the accent was on point. But he had to been paying attention for years. To well, be no, able that's, to do a, that that's well. a that's a Toronto thing because yeah. uh, we have a huge West Indian population. There's a, a ton of Jamaicans. They influence a lot of things over there. So I mean, I know I grew up talking like that, but I did it better <laughs> i mean not better i mean i actually knew what i was saying you know right. what i mean that's well, what he I mean. not only does every country he does every block in every right. city yeah, right. every dialect this guy yeah uh, it's, it's uncanny 
Uncanny. But so he really didn't do that bad. And he didn't that, do a bad accent. It's just it's just weird that the mayor is drunk and cursing in Jamaican. In Jamaica. right. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking to that that would justify him having to speak patois when he's <laughs> when he's at a restaurant. You know. And also, you can hear some of it. He's like he's bringing up counter surveillance, yeah, so he, he just, knows he, he's being watched. You know, you know, I, well, I call this a business. I'm here. Hey, this guy's here. Me here. I'm like, come on, buddy. You, you can't, can't you just say, yeah, he's there. I'm here. But I know when I get drunk in Toronto, I end up speaking Jamaican. Same thing happens. Uh, but, you know, but I do it to Jamaicans. Right. And then I'm actually making sense. I'm talking shit, but I'm making sense. Right. You know what I mean? It's the music, and man. The, the reggae city. music. Now, Chris, I'm also not running the city. That's the other point. Chris, you brought up that your dad in New York City would always... Uh, start talking 70s jive to black people. Yeah, he would call black people, what up, young blood? Like, <laughs> was, like, it was just ridiculous. It was crazy. This was in the late 80s. Right. Early 90s. Yeah. Give me some skin. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He said that shit all yes. the time. Yeah. But that was funny. My before. man, 50 grand. Yeah, but you know what's funny? is like my kids will see Robin Williams do that bit, and they go, and they say to me, like, why does he act like black people talk that way? You know what I mean? Because Robin will still do it, but that whole thing has kind of given way to another, you know, way, a more different slang. But it's so funny that you will regress to whatever happened when you were 15, 16 yes, years you old. Will. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I still dry hump. <laughs> With Jeffrey? With his, uh, oh, God, no. That's a whole other we thing. Soak. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we soak. <laughs> Uh, Fezzy, do the plug thing. Russell Peters appearing at Goodnight's Comedy Club, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's February 6th through the 9th. Then at Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, February 13th through the 16th. And I, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm on a club run. Yeah, you're doing the club scene. <laughs> you know why? I don't have an act right now. Is that right? Re yeah. Rebooting? So this is, this you, is how I write. Are you working on new material? Yeah, I have zero. So, so what does that feel like to go in? Scary because you're literally, I've literally been walking on stage every night, even at the cellar, and I'm like, I, I walk on, and there's this, <sighs> what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm literally just, yeah. I'm winging it. And, you know, I'm getting little notorious? bits here and there. Yeah, Notorious was notorious the last one. Notorious was thing. the last one. That was a killer. But do you dump all that stuff forever? Yeah, it's now, gone. Right? It's gone. gone forever. And it's my 25th year. 25 years, wow. and when you really think about it, you have nothing to show for it today. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Everything is gone. Everything is gone. Yep. You know, that was always why Leno said that he would never do a special, a special because he didn't want to give up anything. You know, he just didn't feel like well, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all that brilliance. <laughs> uh, now the But the weird thing for you is you still have to have that thing of I will get new stuff. I have to. It's coming. Don't I don't have a side gig. You know, yeah, I don't. I don't get acting it. roles. I, I'm not on TV. I, yeah, this is my. This is how I make my living. So I. I have to come up with a new act. And you. Don't and it's got to be good. And do you have a certain time that it has to be put together? Or I don't put that kind of pressure on myself. But yeah. when I get to the clubs, you know. You got what? Yeah, that's just the first two weeks of uh, February. Right. By the end of February, I'll have. Not, I won't have a, a solid act, but I'll have an outline. Now these are I hope. We, these are also <laughs> two strong, terrific clubs. You're going to walk in there in front of an audience, and you know when you walk up there, 
whether you got your material together or not, they're going to expect a funny night. Yeah. Well, that, that's pressure. really my goal is just be funny up there. Yeah. Don't shit the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and hope for the best. This is the don't shit the bed part of that's the really, tour This right is now. my don't shit the bed tour. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, look at the sheets. So yeah. far, so good. Yeah. Off we go. Yeah. The, the, the special will be called Sorry About the Sheets. But could you imagine, like, <laughs> if... Now, just think of the greatest bands in the world. If by... 86, the Rolling Stones said to themselves, okay, we've got nothing. We've got to start fresh. But they would have a lot right And now. we can't use you know any I mean? of our old stuff, right? Yeah. Can't, yeah you gotta start. I mean, th- only comics ma- do that. Yeah. We're the only ones who get fucked. But how many bands would have anything worth doing within the last, you know... Even five years. Let's just say this: Tommy Two Tone still tours. <laughs> no, but when when people see bands, they call out for their old favorites. Yeah, you know, yeah, once nobody... in a while people do that with comics, but not yeah. as often. Like yeah. they want to hear the the Indian guy arguing with the Chinese guy. Yeah, and then I don't remember it. You right. know, serious? Because literally, yeah. I literally delete it from my brain. You have to, right? Because like, really? if I yeah. don't, it'll stuff. end up. Yeah, it'll end up just resurfacing and. Interesting. But you know, this is my, I'll be this. This will be my. I did what seven or eight specials in my career so far, so which is unbelievable. One of the only comics that fills stadiums at fourteen thousand people that's, in that's, Sydney. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen yeah, or more. I once asked him what was his largest. <laughs> Va- uh, is Vancouver still Van- the largest? Vancouver was about eighteen thousand. Two, nights, two in nights in a row. What's what's the pressure like walking out in front of eighteen thousand? Well, you know they're there to see you. Yeah. And you already know you have your act. Right. So the pressure's not that much. You get you feel more pressure at good nights. I feel more pressure going on at the cellar at good nights. Right now right now you're seeing pressured Russell if you come see me now. <laughs> I think that's so fucking cool though. That, yeah? that would be if you were a fan of anyone, this is the time to go see and then watch the special when it happens and see where that material went. How it evolved, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it's it's it is interesting for the fans especially. I mean if they come see me now and then when the tour actually kicks off with a name and uh you know, a routing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you come see me in a year, and you're like, "Oh my God, I saw you know, I saw him sketching this, and now it's all colored in and pretty." You know. Oh yeah, this is. I didn't think it was going to work, but I get it now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like it's almost like you're at the crime scene and trying to figure out where this these clues will actually lead. Yeah, basically. After a while, um, but uh, you know, for the folks who don't know you. Unlike most comedians, you've worked all over the world. Crazy place. Yeah, the only place I think I have not been to is South, continent-wise is South America. South America? Yeah. Which seems like... I think if I went to South America, I'd fall in love every five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, just from what I've seen with yeah. the women there, I just, I'd lose my shit. It really is. Uh, and I do think, you know, because people are saying Brazil is really, the in, the incomes and shit are shooting up there. But I think South America is going to be the next kind of hot place, like, you know... If they, if they start learning Not English... For comedy, they, though. Yeah. No, if they start speaking English like... Uh, Fluently, then, yeah. then then you could it could turn into a hotbed for comedy. Yeah, because everyone does want to go there. Now, what made you not go to South America? They don't speak just, English. No, but was, everyone else does. Yeah, the rest of the world does. That's uh, crazy. The, they don't need to. Have you seen them? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they don't. They, need they, they, they don't self-contained. They don't, they don't need no, us. They're good. But you know what? They've gotten around where they stopped attacking each other, so I really do think maybe it's time to they're go. They're ready to pick yeah. it up. Yeah, in Brazil, this <laughs> World Cup, if it gets 
you know, if it really becomes that showcase, I think everybody is going to want to go there after this. And Argentina is like the best kept secret in the world. Yeah, Michael Bublé met his wife in Argentina. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah and she's, you know, she's, have at, you ever seen her? I was at their wedding. Wow. She's yeah. stunning, yeah. too. Yeah, she's and, little, but she's really pretty. <laughs> she's little. <laughs> Measured her. Uh, normally, I throw this back, but in this case, keep her. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she was a good tiddler. <laughs> Russell Peters will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, February 6th through the 9th at Good Nights Comedy Club. Then Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville. That's February 13th through the 16th. Spend Valentine's Day with Russell Peters in yeah. Nashville. Watch me be miserable on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you, Where uh, am I? In Nashville. Yeah, good luck, Russell. <laughs> I heard you flew in to do a gig that was canceled here in New York. Too, yeah, right? man. Yeah, what a Tuesday, bummer. Tuesday, that was supposed to be a very special thing. We are family foundation with Nile Rodgers. I love Nile Rodgers. Yeah, Nile's so a good buddy of mine. And Stevie Van Zandt. Was, yeah, we, was did, we did a honored. rehearsal Monday. It was wow. so awesome. It was like, because I DJ with them. I, uh, I scratch in the background while they're doing their songs and stuff. And then Nile and I sometimes do this thing where he plays the guitar lick from La Freak. And I'm scratching the beginning of Aww. Yeah. And it's really dope. Seriously, you must never, you must be pinching yourself uh, on that stuff. I, I, I was literally, yeah. we were in rehearsal on, on Monday and, you know, right, literally standing in front of me, Steven Van Zandt and Nile, and they're like looking at each other and playing guitar. And I'm in the back and yeah, I'm just scratching. I keep looking at the drummer and the bass player. I'm like, this is the best day of my life. Is that right? Yeah. That's and then, you know, Melly Mel and Africa Bambata are standing on the other side rapping and Nona Hendrix is singing. And uh, what's her name? Uh, the blonde lady, 20 Feet from Stardom. What's her name again? I didn't see this movie yet. She she did all the Phil Spector songs. Ha! Uh, <laughs> oh, you got this Phil Spector. Like, yeah, they, they like that reference. Yeah. Phil Spector. Well, he helped me with the opening of my act. Because I was that? doing something. I, I usually say, you know, I know what you're thinking. If Phil Spector fucked Elton John. <laughs> and, you know, and the audience likes that. And then we talk about how, you know, people like it if you know what you look like. You know, and I used to say, if you really want to know what you look like, ask somebody else to describe you. But if you really want to know what you look like, ask a little kid to describe you. You know, <laughs> trust me, you'll want to fucking kill yourself. And Russell said to me, "Don't say really twice. <laughs> say true. if you want to know what you look like, ask somebody else to describe you. But if you really want to know what you look like, ask a little kid to describe you." And so he did that. That's the weirdness that of comedy, too, right? It's, it's just one, one, one word, word, one word can change it. And sometimes you can't hear it. Yeah, you can't hear it yourself. It's good to have somebody to the run first it. First time you said. To me, I hated it. And then the second time, I'm like, I love this. That's <laughs> fantastic. But you know, when Niall was in here, I swear to God, everyone almost followed him to the elevator because there's something like, I mean, I don't know what it is, but he carries something yes, so he, positive. Very powerful energy. He's, you yeah. know him too. You go I back. know him very well. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 actually, I sent him a picture of us recently. Me, Niall, and Peter Max. Back from 1990. Oh, you know what? I thought it was Ron and Fez, and I was like, one of them got really black over the years. <laughs> when Niall had his long dreads, yes. and there was a party that was made for he me for does. a film I did. He still has, well, he's got shorter dreads now, right? No, they're still pretty yeah, long. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. long. Do you know that uh, I talked to Peter Max, and he uses a D, like he hires a DJ just to come to his studio while he paints. And the DJ's just, and he's like, and he paints along to whatever mood that that person puts him into. You know you got money when you just when you have a DJ yes. just to, to, yeah. to, to give me a full time soundtrack. This is, this is the kind go. of gig I'd like. Yeah. Well, what's cool about Russell's shows is he's always got two DJs open.
opening for him. So the audience is so pumped by the time he comes out on stage because he's got two guys, Scratch, not, Start, not starting, starting from, from Scratch. scratch. And, I was going to uh, say DJ Scratch spin and Spin Bad. Well, wow. Spin Bad. And the two of them together are on the stage with these monstrous setups, and the audience goes crazy, man. It's it's a and you love thing. DJing, right? Yeah, it's what's what I did before comedy. Would you? And right now, it actually has gotten to the point where it's, it's pain. Yeah, but now those guys aren't DJing. What do you? What do you? Would you just set like it's? They're like they're literally not doing anything. Yeah. When I say not doing anything, uh-huh. f- nothing. They're doing nothing but standing <laughs> there and putting their arms in the air. Like they just and every care. now and then they look like they're turning a knob, right? But they're not turning that knob. I'm, I'm so. It is disgusting. You mean it's yeah. all being done by computer? It's not even oh. being done by computer. Some <laughs> fucking guy in the back pressed play. Yeah. Serious? And wow. this guy's just a figurehead doing this. So it's basically if the Beatles would show up, put their album on, and then dance next but, you to know, it. That's what I said at the beginning of my last tour. Yeah. I said it's the equivalent to you coming to pay, pay money to see me, then I throw on a DVD and stand there and point it. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't but but and it's. It's drawing incredible numbers. People are idiots. Yeah, like they have no clue. Like Paris Hilton makes a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand dollars to quote unquote DJ. What the fuck does she know about DJ? <laughs> yeah. So really, it's not something you can just be like, I'm gonna go be a DJ, and then like, and people are so dumb. They're like, they they're they it's really just a personal appearance now. And, and they need a different excuse, like, the, oh, look what they're doing, something. They're DJing, yeah. Because it's, it's to make the dumb people feel better about how stupid they were for going to see somebody for a personal appearance. I know the kid from Jersey Shore, they say, is like making $10 million. Paulie, yeah, yeah. Paulie, Paulie yeah. D. And now, okay, here's the thing with Paulie D. Paulie D at least tries. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He gets there, he tries, he's not very good, but at least he tries. Do you know what I mean? And that's how you know he's actually doing it because it's not very clean. There's mistakes, and that's not, that's what right. real DJs do. But I mean, yeah, he may be not that talented with it, but at least he gives it a shot. And, and, and I'd be the first to hate on anybody when it comes to the DJs. But sure. How did you make the transition from DJing into comedy? Because I started DJing in '85, and then I started doing stand-up in '89, and then I would DJ on weekends. Like parties and uh, anything, wedding. I didn't care. I just needed money to subsidize, you know, me doing comedy. Until they started to, and I was boxing, so I was one. I was like, really? one of these things is gonna, <laughs> DJ one of these things is gonna go. <laughs> None of them build on the other. That's yeah. the great thing about it. Which one finally went? Um, I'm gonna go with the boxing. <laughs> the boxing. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine though that if hey, it, Captain and Neil are divorcing after 39 years? Yeah. Oh, oh that's sad. Wow. It didn't keep them together. The no. love did not keep, keep them, them together. together no? Yeah. The muskrat love. Um. The uh, and he still wears the fucking hat all these years yeah you think he'd have been retired from the service by 39 now? Nine years. What? How do you at thirty-nine years? There's no go, hair under there anymore. That's why. <laughs> right. They're gonna die soon. Right. You know what? Now that we're in our eighties, uh, you know, there's some things I want to explore. <laughs> I, I don't want to die with you. Right. <laughs> it's got to be a reason that we would never. You know, there's got to be something that they would never tell the world that at thirty-nine years you call it quits. That's weird. You know. 39 years and like 
I don't think this is working. I want this next six months to be special. I I want to go out and meet other elderly people. Yeah. Yeah. You really could just wait out the death at that point. And shouldn't he have been upgraded from captain to something else? At this point, (laughs) Admiral. Admiral Admiral and Tennille, yeah. yeah. And and how did that last conversation go? Who who brought that up after 39 years? That had to be a rough conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be a tough day. Somebody was changing one of their colostomy bags and like, you know what? This is shit. I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> she's just looking at him as like I told you one more time and that's it that's I'm fucking it, sticking with it I told you not to fucking use the same knife for the peanut butter and the jelly mm-hmm. I'm out of here yeah. I'm gonna go get a little place of my own how Jesus. did you guys get Stephen Hawking's working the board over there yeah he's doing really <laughs> great for himself <laughs> He got a mobile now. It's awesome. He, yeah, everything's working out for us in a big, big way. Uh, Chris, we got a break. Oh uh, yeah, we should break. We got a break. Is uh, what's his? Who's coming in? Joe Coy. Yeah, yeah Joe Coy. You want to hang in for that? Yeah, I, I've known Joy, Joe Joey. I've known Joe for Joe for a long time. That's fantastic. All yeah. right, we'll be right back with Joe Coy. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel ninety nine. The Ron and Fez Show. Russell Peters is sitting in with us today. He's going to be a good night. It's Comedy Club, February 6th through 9th. And then Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, February 13th through 16th. But that's not enough for you people, Fez. We got more. Joe Coy is here, and he will be playing Levity Live in West Nyack tonight, 730 show. Good to see you, Joe. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yes, I uh, Russell's here. You guys go back a ways? I love Russell. Uh-huh. We do. We actually live around the corner from each other, Is that too. right? Yeah. Sometimes I'll when just... I'm not home, he brings his kid by and they go swimming. <laughs> yeah. Sounds dangerous. And then he comes home off the road and it's like, hey, we're in the pool. <laughs> and your fridge is empty. <laughs> That's so... What is this? The comedy neighborhood that you guys all Pretty much. It's a very comedic together? neighborhood. It is, actually. <laughs> is there other comics that live in the who neighborhood? Who does live in our area? Uh, who else is over there? Uh, God, there's a ton of us no, out there. Not. If we can't think of anymore there's probably no more no there are there there's a few malcolm jamal warner lives on my street is that right mm-hmm. i've never seen him i've seen him once do, do you go and adrian, Leo? No. and adrian barbeau lives on my street that's fucking fantastic wow. i've seen her once too she still looks she probably good. still looks good I was yeah say, i would yeah. i still would you can't sure. lose that yeah yeah no those don't go you can no, no. lose it but uh, i mean you can but that's canceled. i wouldn't expect her to yeah yeah joe how old's your kid my son's 10 man is that's uh that's the good age? or is Yeah, that that's the age? best age. He's playing yeah. basketball now, too. How good is he? He's really good. And I live vicariously through him because mm-hmm. I didn't play any sports. They say that's healthy for a parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm the, good, I'm the good sports dad. Yeah. I shut up. I let the coach do his thing. Right. I just I love watching him. Like, I, I start to cry a little bit. Like, wow, this is crazy. Cry, My yeah, son yeah. is good. Kids will turn you into a big homo right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. There's something. Just watching him do it. Yeah. It's just like, man, this is beautiful. And then I go, where was my dad when I wanted to play sports? <laughs> but, it, yeah, it's really cute, man. Man, he did good yesterday. Four points and uh, one assist. Now, that is the weird thing, that when you have kids, it makes you think. 
about the way you were parented at the yeah. same time. Yeah, the way my, our parents were. Yeah, the way our parents were. Yeah, I buy my son stuff, and then I just sit there and go, my dad didn't get me shit. <laughs> oh, I never you got anything. I, I, my, I, I look at all the stuff my kid gets. Yeah. I, it's funny, because I don't buy my kid things that she wants. I buy my kid things that I would have wanted. Exactly. <laughs> at that same age? Same yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, when I take my son to Toys R Us, we're going to Toys R Us. Mm. It's like, we're both getting these toys. You want a PS4? So does dad. <laughs> We're spending time together yeah. with this game. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're bonding. <laughs> uh, it is the weirdest thing. Now, being a comic, are both your kids, have they seen the act? Do they? Mine's only three. Yeah. So she but, just points and goes, Daddy. Yeah. But at a certain point, don't you think it's weird for a kid to see that people come to see their dad talk? Yeah, I don't you know, know if they understand that. I yeah. don't think your daughter does yet. No, but I mean, my son does. He gets it. No, but like it's it, some, but it's still got to not really resonate with him. Kind of like it's got to be like, yeah, it's been the way, that way since I've been a kid since yeah. I was born. The, my 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 uh my my routine is basically based on him so mm -hmm. everyone at, at his school and his teachers watch the stuff <laughs> oh, that's so everyone cool. knows him like they call him ting ting and they say all this stuff <laughs> and, and, and he kinda, he's kind of like living this this little uh, celebrity life you know because everyone knows that he's part of his dad's routine he's going to private school yeah he's going to private school oh, Jesus by the way have you seen Russell's kid Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes, absolutely. Gorgeous. I'm not going to think Russell's going to have a pig for a kid. I don't want Russell, not, I don't want Russell to think he had anything to do with it. It's true. Yeah. I got lucky. But I don't also think This that, came out of my balls. Oh, that, Can you believe that? Yeah. Look at that baby. You know, this is the only thing I, I ever want to see that came out of your balls. <laughs> but the, Fez, really, look at that kid. Yeah, look at the kid, Fez. Oh, you got to press the button. Oh, push the yeah. bottom button. Beautiful. Fez didn't even see anything. Fez didn't even see anything. He's looking at your hand. Jesus we just Christ. saw Fez lie. Aw. Right? Adorable. Yeah, yes. right. By the way, Fez, I, I love the same outfit. Yeah, yeah. I loved you in the Doritos commercials in the seventies. Oh, really? <laughs> I usually get the Pringles. Man. Is that what it is? I don't know if Fez was in the Doritos commercial or his mustache was. <laughs> the mustache is actually gaining fame for him so much. I like that it's two toned. Yeah. Well, you you got to be a special person to wear a mustache in pictures. Like yeah. In pictures, it looks great. It, it shows up like a street reflector. Like, yeah, like a yeah. beam Here's of light. Thing, like a beam of light. He, he, something actually happened to your face, right? Yeah, I, f I passed out in the sun in Florida mm -hmm. with no protection. I'm just going to just say this because not everyone remembers these, but Rufinals. All right, so now <laughs> we're was, Well, usually okay. the people on them don't remember them. Yeah, yeah. no, that is true. Or that decade. But... When the, in the hot Florida sun, my face went to one side, and this side got fried, sunburned, uh. blistered over, and lost the pigment down half of my face. That's why the mustache and that's why grows bleached in white. Wow! Yeah, that's why so, it's pure white. Now, before that, there used to be these like white blotches on your face that used to yeah. They used to bother How'd you. Fix you. that? He didn't. It just no. kind of it, it kind of faded. You're like yeah. a lizard. You're As regenerated. He really is <laughs> like a lizard. But the weird thing is now that happens to his hair, which is kind of. Just I don't on know. The, I would on the right side. Very, very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah isn't Didn't it? Know you could change DNA like that. He a... really is an X Man. <laughs> yeah. It is. That's amazing. Way. That's amazing. 
No yeah. power is just no, the ability no. to change hair no. color. Just the power it's a magical of a conversation mustache. piece yeah. mustache. A magical yeah. mustache. I, I, I think if curiosity was magical a mustache, power, right. like the Beatles, yeah. Yeah. The magical mustache <laughs> tour. It. What's that? The magical mustache tour, like the Beatles did. You but could do. you, I don't think it's even easy to grow that kind of a mustache. I mean, I don't think most, I don't think like I could grow one that long, could I? You, when they you can't, you can, you just don't Wouldn't, because it would get annoying. Fez, yeah. usually when people like, grow for you, I mean, for me too. Yeah. Usually, when people grow mustaches like that, their names are Doc, and they're really good with guns. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good point, Jeff. I'm neither. And the, and the, and the bright white side actually grows more than the other side. So you're saying the dark side's lazy? I get it, Fez. Oh, racism. I, you know what? I thought I hit it well enough. <laughs> yeah, there's racism in the mustache. The facial hair. Yeah. yeah. My the, white side. So hair. efficient. Yeah. The dark side. You know what? It <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know what? It, it takes a comic to bring up these social issues <laughs> that society is not ready to deal with right now. How? But it, it grows grows faster on that side. It grows thicker, longer, and faster. All right, yeah. let's oh, not yeah. take away from the dark side. All right. But see, the thing <laughs> the is... The of sports. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and at one point, the white side will eventually get to the moon. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yes. But the left side of his mustache is really good with sports. Yeah. True. Very good with sports. Really good with sports. Yeah. Yeah. That's the side I watch sports with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? This could... We said it was a superpower. It could be Two-Face. By yeah. the time you yeah. have a personality on each side, yeah, it's all, yeah. One of the guys down the hall actually suggested last Halloween you really should go as Two Face, and I'm like, have you seen Two Face? He has a side of his face that is just melted off, and that's what you see when you see me. <laughs> that's well, not your friend, if, by the way. If no, we ever said that, that friend, you know, if jerk. we had met you yeah. when your He's face had melted off, maybe it's a good. Who question. is this friend? You know Fez? what? Joe is right. Says you pick your friends, don't let them pick you. Yeah, okay. Thank you. From this point on, stop Thank hanging you. out with these people, Fez. Good advice you from know, Joe Coy. You're let's, welcome. Let's <laughs> let's walk Joe and Russell down the hall and confront this asshole. Yeah, let's do it. No, yeah. don't let Russell confront anybody yeah. because he'll punch him and then get sued. <laughs> Ask him. When's the last time you hit somebody, Russell? God, two uh, years ago. Punch a guy in front of the Laugh Factory. A receptionist. Oh, it was December? No, this is the last time. He said the last time. Oh, it was Russell. Big. The thing is, you look at Russell and you're like, oh yeah, easy computer right. geek. I can Wait, fight this guy. Whoa, whoa, he down. knows nothing about computers. <laughs> nothing about nothing about Dell customer service. That's true. None but of a the stereotypes. Right? Yeah. But you know what he can do? Knock the shit out of you. It's true. I swear. I he, this guy fights and he doesn't know his own strength. Why don't you know your own strength? I know no, he it. knows his own strength. He just I'm very familiar it. with he it. He tests it on people that don't have strength, like me. Hey, you wanted to wrestle. Yeah. Okay, let's not say that live on the show. <laughs> That's so hot. He was saying I did jujitsu. I said I did jujitsu. Then we yeah, won. Yeah, but I know you really do jujitsu. <laughs> I, I, I just said, watch UFC occasionally. This guy so got me in a fucking chicken wing like, on his what bed. Thing? What? Okay, again, that thing. Ugh. You gotta. You put up a good struggle. He's like, like Joe tap. I'm like, you got my arms <laughs> inside my asshole. How am I gonna tap, Russ? You Popsicle know what? Joe. Joe, I, I feel like you've been holding this inside for a while, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad we this can bring is, you uh, on the people's court. That was it's a, so hard. He has a, like a mannequin in his living room. It's a it's a man, a real man, yes. and then he just punches it. For no reason. Well, he's 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 training. He's. I just a boxer. like to get it out. Wow, yeah. wow. You know, you want You don't want it in you. Yeah. You know? And then he and then he punches me. Well, you got to stay. Wait, out of, I'm not the mannequin. 
Duncan. You're, you're training with Benson Henderson now. No, I was just there. <laughs> you made it look like this is what you're doing. It's called acting. <laughs> oh. No, it's Instagram thing. And scene. scene. <laughs> Joe Coy is in studio with us playing Levity Live in West Nyack tonight for a 7.30 show. You better get in tonight because yeah. this weekend thing is That's packed. Covered. You guys yeah. can call in. Are you guys adding shows show. or what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's Chris Mazzilli's club. The guy yes. that owns Gotham Comedy Club. Yeah, Open great levity. people. Great right. people. That's a great fun people. fact. That's fun a fact that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> that's seriously. You know what? This, this, hey, one thing about Jeff. <laughs> good facts. You know what? Yep. Jeff is like, uh, it's like a pop-up video show. I love that's that. what we're doing in here. Absolutely. I just want everyone to know Mazzilli owns that. Back to you, Ron. <laughs> hey, uh, Apple iPhone. Who the fuck is Mazzilli? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just let you know he owns it. Back to you, guys. Back to the mustache. And Russell Peters would be at Good Night's Comedy Club. I have oh. no idea who owns that. <laughs> well, you know, let me I, tell you. Was it Charlie? Yeah. It's Charlie. It used to be Charlie, uh, used to be Charlie Good Nights. And what happened, Charlie? Said good night. Good night. <laughs> well, some remember when Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC. Yeah, you I used to work at K Kentucky Fried Chicken. Is that right? Mm -hmm. But you can't Did give you? long enough names to people now. They just you just confuse them. But so, to, to be old school, on the buckets they put Kentucky Fried Chicken on some. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, in Canada, it used to be Scott, it used to be called Scott's Chicken Villa. That's how we asked to answer the phone. <laughs> Scott's Chicken Villa. I'm not Seriously? making this up. Scott's Chicken Villa. And then, but on side, it would say Scott's Chicken Villa. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hilarious. So no. they were just, they were buying Kentucky Fried Chicken Scott, and then selling it under no, no, it was Kentucky Fried Chicken, but Scott's Chickenville, I guess, was the parent company in Canada. That's like saying you're going to Krispy Kremes and you're just going to a gas station that sells Krispy Kremes. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's not the, it's not the same. Somebody was running Why does the my border? donuts taste like unleaded? <laughs> this is petroleum <laughs> jelly. This isn't jelly donuts. Right. Petroleum. <laughs> And then I was like, that was just a funny Everybody thought Jeffrey was coming with gold, and then we're like, <laughs> <laughs> Good nights, uh, February 6th through the 9th, and then Zany's Comedy Club, owned by Chuck Zany in Nashville, Chuck Tennessee. <laughs> but what I love, Fezzi, is that you just picked it up from where you were interrupted. Yeah. And yeah. you did not restart it. You just went, Good nights, yeah. Comedy Club. Yep. Fez. I knew that part. I wanted to make sure I got the dates out. Yeah. The mustache keeps him on point. There are no road hazards in his in his no. straight. Nothing. No. Fez, how long has the mustache been out there? The mustache is a year and two months old. Oh, so it's not even that old. Yes. 14 months. Yeah. It's a baby. Do you don't want yeah, to trim it to even it out or anything? Or No, I just want to see how it's going to go. I like how it's growing into your mouth. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Do you ever make out with somebody and, they, and they're like, your teeth no, are fuzzy? No, he didn't. I've never made out with anyone, Fez, Russell. Fez, he's Fez. never been with anyone. Fez, Nobody. No. Have you ever Male, ate with female, your friends? Nothing. nothing. No. Yeah, I know. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever went out with your friends and said, something's in my mouth, and they go, it's your fucking mustache, yeah. Fez. There's a hair in my food. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. I now have to work with, I now have to drink with straw. Russell just like slipped in that is he gay without asking with the men, women, anything? <laughs> he did a really Very casual. Very casual. Uh, yes. Nothing. Nope. Yes, but that, see, I'm going to ask you guys. But photosynthesis is phenomenal. <laughs> but, but here's the thing about Fez that, yes. I, uh, that we debate all the time. He is, in his mind, he came out as gay, yet he still hasn't dated men or women. Yeah, so it doesn't really make you gay at that That's point. That's what I... I think it just makes you him. asexual. Yeah. That just no, makes I'm you gay. a person. 
Right. That's you. You're just a person right now. You're right Fans? now, you're a person. You're not. Wait. So when you when you decide what you are, you're not a person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a person. No, there's no label. He's just a human. Right. Attached to a mustache. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. He's a humanoid. Yeah. He's a humanoid. All right. This is taking <laughs> He's a new human. But I was <laughs> given really nice plugs too. <laughs> no, the plug, the plug You've is... given no plugs to nobody ever. Wish. <laughs> 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 you plugged nothing. You know what? Except a butt plug, right? Russell just. We know what he meant. We all knew, Gurian. No, it was a fun fact. That was a fun fact. That was a fun fact. Don't take offense to that. A compendium of facts. But he just—you've given no plugs to anyone. No, I haven't. I've never plugged anyone. I've never been plugged. On a scale of zero to ten, what would you say your desire is? Have sex. Asian it men. must have weaned by now. It never existed even when he was younger. Though. Oh, so it's got to have weaned even less. I think it's actually more than it was. I'll put it at a at a six. Wow, that's oh, high. It's getting there. Yeah. What's your age now, Fez? That we don't. He's got a really discuss. big one coming up. Oh, one of the zero 40. ones in March. Oh, you can oh. in March. Okay. Don't, don't be fooled by the prematurely white mustache. Half, half a century half. coming up. Okay. So here's the thing. At this point. Why bother? That's the question. Yeah. Why bother? Why even bother? Do you yeah. at least do it yourself? Yeah, I do it myself. Okay, well, then that's what are you fine. talking about, Russell? Do it what? Like put a finger in his Do you finger bang yourself? No, does he, mash, does he jerk you? off? Does he jerk off? You know of course what? he jerks off. Well, I, we don't know. Man, just to I, keep your prostate healthy. That's all. I, yes. Your sexuality has nothing to do with masturbation. You know, you never know. I mean, if he's not touched anybody, maybe just not interested in anything. Fez, have you put anything in your ass? That's what Russell's indirectly asking No, that's asking actually you. not what I'm asking. Oh, is it? Um, no, I was just asking if he jerked off. <laughs> My bad. Actually, I'm I asking through Russell Peter's name. Just jerked off is where I'm going with this. I guess I could whisper it to him. I don't know if you would say the answer. No, I just, you know, you know just, it, I've never met anybody who's never touched anybody. It's, it, it is a, I, I don't know if it's admirable or it's an if, interesting, you're, if you're... Uh, it's an interesting, interesting And I tell him that that should be... Like, that's a cool way to be able to say, look... You're looking at the world differently. Yeah. And one thing about Fez is that he's always worried well, about not being normal. And I go, you should be just the opposite. It gives you so much extra time to accomplish things. Most people's lives are, you know how many hours you waste trying to hook up with people over the years? Oh my it's God. unbelievable, right? If I could get those back. Yeah, you if could If I could get do those it. flights Picture? back and all those purses and shoes back and... What are you trying uh, to why, do? Why are you guys so nervous? No, nothing. I just don't asked if we could take a picture him. of the panel. Joe, what are you doing? Take it over the studio? <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> just, just, just fucking smile, wait. Fez. But wait, wait. You try to get a shot with uh, Fez's mustache, like, kind of in the peripheral. The picture. I, I feel and like but, I've gone to the zoo. Yeah. Could you, you do a thing where... Fez, just lean in. People want to see the mustache. If Fez's mustache looks like it could be Joe's hair, could we line it that way? <laughs> Oh, that works good. You may, oh, recognize, yeah. you may recognize Joe from uh, V for Vendetta. Come on, get the picture. Yeah, I feel like the new black and white panda has Fez, been rolled out at Fez. Washington, D.C. Ron, get in. No, we're fine. Get your mustache in there a little more. There you go. Hurry up. All right, we're good. That's a good tip. Good. You know, sorry about that, that didn't distract anything. Ron, no. sorry no, about no, no, that. No, no, no. That makes Everyone for great says, radio, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> People at home, you got to look very close to the mic. And Honey, get in here. They're posing. You want to hear this? They're posing. 
You got to hear them set up this shot. You know, ah, let's, back in, let's, re, let's yeah. rewind this part. Back in the day, Ron and Fez were the ones that started on-air photography. Yeah. <laughs> Up to that point, no one no, else was doing that. it. Let me no show you. Before, you know what's right? great for this show? Let me do my mime act real quick. The yeah. audience is going to love this. Um, <laughs> Friday, um, uh, Alan Alda is going to come is in and we're really? going to paint him. That's awesome. We're just going to sit here and paint. Right. Very quiet. No one talks. Just Perfect. a long painting. Uh, Every right now and then you'll hear. Can you pass me a new brush? Uh, right now we're on the nose. <laughs> have you guys ever met then, Alan Alda before? I have not. Uh, that would be a pretty fascinating man. That'd be a pretty cool be. Just like I did the hour with you, we did an hour with him, and we ended up rather than talking about mash science. The guy is obsessed with science, and he's unbelievably you know, uh, interesting. You know Charles Fleischer, the comic? Yeah. yeah, same thing. Yeah, he's a mathematician. Mathematician. Wow. He's created his own math. He's yeah he he like that's really where he makes his money is wait he's created his own no he he he, he's, no, he he's solves created... problems and uh, and uh, and theories no but he's created like a math he's what is created it, an like extra this number it's crazy you, you gotta see math? it yeah. he's just he, got this he, weird... and how do you get people to do it that's the thing once no, you he, he, he disproves <laughs> he disproves <laughs> mathematical what do you theories knock on people's doors and uh, like... yeah, it, equations and stuff he comes and... to the club with stacks of papers and now, it's math. Now, the weird thing is, you know... That's... And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I always look at him, and in my head, I'm like, that's Carvelli. Yeah. yeah. I love Carvelli. And yeah. the Welcome weird back. thing is, like, yep. I mean, you're talking about this genius, but he always played the wacky guy. Yeah. He never played... He's not really playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's out a wacky there. genius. Yeah, he's yeah. a wacky genius. I'm a great guy. Off stage, he's, he's that guy. But he I really was asking is. him about, like, hey, if we do what... what uh, I just saw him, like, about a week and a half ago, and I said... Hey, you done any more uh, theories or anything? He goes, yeah, I just did this one that uh, proves that... Uh, he was trying to break it down. I, I'm an idiot, so yeah, I don't... You, could, yeah, you couldn't follow true. along, but... No, but it was, was interesting there. when he was telling me, because I was like, holy shit. I just was reading today... But anyone could say anything to you, Russell, and you'll go, holy you shit. Son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> this physicist came up with this thing on life itself, and why, why there is life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically, it comes down to this... If you take some molecules and they sit there and you shine a light on them long enough, they'll just one of their most thoughts move. In, yeah, well, they'll turn into <laughs> a rabbit <laughs> yeah. sooner or later. Before, you know, if you give it enough time, there'll be people fucking pissed at the subway's light. You know what I mean? That's that's all it takes. Yeah, heat plus molecules. Which is, is that cutting any god thing right out? The premise to begin with? You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Just the whole concept uh, of inventing yeah. something like math. Like, did you know that the Vietnamese language, somebody told me it was only invented about 200 years ago? Now, how do you do that? How do you invent a language? Well, what did they and, do and before then? That's this. what I'm wondering. Yeah, and, and even if you do invent a language, <laughs> how do you get people to start speaking it? You know, what do you knock on everybody's doors? I know you've been saying this, but try saying it this way. You know what I mean? Here's what kills me about a language. He works the biggest rooms, but he works can work very, very small. Very it's yeah. just a head nod yeah. as a fucking punchline. That's line. it. That's hysterical. Economizing. It's economizing. I, so you're saying they didn't talk in Vietnam until 200 <laughs> no, years ago? No, they must have. They had and some other the language. Someone them. told me that the modern Vietnamese language was only invented what? 200 years. Have you ever heard that, Joe? I never heard that. I'm you glad you went that? to the Asian guy and asked. But yeah. No, I, I would just. <laughs> I'm only half Asian. I, I would just I'm like Asian to say too. to Vietnam. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, now that right. they have a, a language and they understand us, it was a tie. Stop telling everyone you beat us. It was a tie. We had to go home. Yeah. 
you, it was you, time. Did you know they're sitting over there going, we won we that. that yeah. <laughs> we won. No. They, have you been to Vietnam? They no. look around and go, fuck was this all about? Yeah, you know, there's, was, <laughs> there's not a lot happening there. Yeah, it's, Have you performed there, too? I have, yeah. Yeah. I got paid in dong. <laughs> that's the that's the currency. Dong. Serious dong. Yeah. yeah. Russell Russell told me you went to India, and I was like, "Was it beautiful?" He goes, "It was beautiful. It just smelled like human shit." <laughs> Serious? Not everywhere, but there's days. But enough people. There's enough. some days where it's stronger than others. Like the first, like when I. It's funny because people are like it didn't smell like that. I'm like, it sure as fuck did. The one time I went, <laughs> one time I got off the plane, and it was a hot day. Well, it's always a hot day, but. <laughs> It was it was in Bombay and and I guess because it's a fishing, they were fishing and yeah. I guess all this fish must have come in to the mm -hmm. harbor or something and it was mm -hmm. must have been sitting out or something and somebody must have shit all over it. <laughs> it smelled, so it wasn't really the fish. It smelled like shit and fish. Oh, um, and it was just nice combination. Like, it was me and Angelo yeah. Sarukas and we got off the plane and we're like. Whoa. And it was like, oh my god! Wow. And I like go, right I, away, I, right away, yeah. I was like, I did not see this coming. But then when I went back in October, no Beautiful. smell, no smell at all. So you know, I guess it was the day I caught it. Well, I, you know, I've been through Jersey the same way. Some days it's yeah, stinks, some days you're like it's beautiful. That's here. according to what Chris Christie is willing to do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> spending all that money on Febreze. <laughs> you know, if you've ever been to a Russell Peters show, I always have to say this because it's interesting. It's, it's very special. If you've ever <laughs> been to Russell Peters, I call him the Messiah of comedy because mm. his show is so multi-ethnic. And he brings people together from all over the world, which is the great power of comedy. It's a healing force. Brings people together. And people laugh at each other and at themselves. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. Not many people can do that and get away with it. And he does it. And he, like he imitates yeah. every accent, every single accent. These days, if you imitate an accent, people say, oh, that's racist. But they know that Russell's not coming from that place. And it's a very yeah, important thing you know that he does. It's yeah, a very important thing that he does. His mustache. You know, this is great. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of a roast. You know what I mean? Everyone always this wonder, is a toast. Yeah. What is, <laughs> yes, is the opposite <laughs> of a roast? This is <laughs> You should be doing. I should Gathering be doing comedians and, and saying wonderful things and unroast. Jeff is here no, because I love the power of microwave. comedy. I love the power of comedy. The fact yeah. that it has the power to bring people together. You could do it, and and any. There are very few people that can do that. I'm in awe of that, and I like to give people prop props Prop. when they deserve Prop. it. Well, yeah, I nice. a, so anyway. Can I ever tell you my story about the comic strip? I see you have your book here mm. about it. Yeah. Well, what was your story about the strip? Um. In 2005, I had uh, sold out the Apollo Theater in Harlem. It was on like a... Oh, I was there. You were there? Yeah, I was there that night. Yeah. You were there, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, he so... Was the white guy. You were there. I was. I sold out... <laughs> I, the, yeah. the, the, the lines were around, the, and it started late. Yeah, because the audience was... how late was, it started? Because yeah, the audience was crazy. The lines were around the block. So that was what, like a Friday or something? On the Monday, I went over to the comic strip to go do a spot and the lady first of all I had to beg her to get on <laughs> and she was like alright I'll give you five <laughs> so I go on <laughs> and I, you gotta figure in 2005 I'd been doing stand up 16 years yeah and I do my thing you know I get off and uh and I go and she's like uh well I don't usually like my open micers talking to the audience um open micers yeah yeah 
And she kicked you out of the. She was club. like, um, "But if you come back in a couple of weeks, maybe I'll put you on again." Was it Gladys? Yes, it was Gladys. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's Gladys so funny. Has been doing. Op- she's been running an open mic show for probably twenty five years. She's she used much, to be at Hamburg. Harry's. No, unbelievable. And she told you that, that one. Yeah, and, and you didn't pass the open mic show, but you fill stadiums. <laughs> yeah, I gotta what, tell her that. What right. a half a mile away. Yeah, a and half I, a mile away. And that's why I've never gone back to. You never went back. Never been but that wasn't a regular show. You must have been there at an unusual time, because she only does. What's the, the, op- what's, the, what's the open mic night? Monday. Yeah, usually yeah, it was a Monday. When Russell Stories plays, you won't find in the book. When Russell yeah. goes and plays a regular comedy club, he's doing the club a favor. It's the craziest absolutely, thing, absolutely. But I didn't. I didn't want to be like you know. I I I did say I I just sold out the Apollo <laughs> I fill Yeah, I fill stadiums. By the I, way, at that time I hadn't done any stand, but I was just like I, I just sold out. When, when Russell was at and I met, Square Garden, when you filled that, yeah, it was right. like sixty five hundred people. When 80, Russell, 85. when Russell and I met, people. he took me to Australia. <laughs> Two nights now. He took me to Australia. And that was a vacation. No, this no, was, was we were doing shows together, and uh, he did the Australia. This is way back. How seven years? It's been a while. Seven years, eight years, and he took me to Australia. I didn't know how big Russell was. Yeah, I knew he was huge. I just knew he was my friend. <laughs> took me to Australia, and we're in the Sydney Opera House. And it's sold out. And I'm like, isn't this the thing that they give away on prices right? And I'm in it. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Like we were in the Sydney Opera House and this man was killing it, just crushing Australia. We had a great time when I did Yeah, it. man, we had fun. That was well, the Australians <laughs> love you, man. Most are, generous comic you, in the game. This guy gave me a watch at the end of the tour. And then he threw gave it me out. a tag Hoyer. Yeah, he, threw threw it, it he threw it out. We're at the end of the show, guys. Thanks so much. Are for you coming serious? In. We're yeah. gonna do this again. So fast. No, I want we're gonna do it again. Can I can I plug? Something? Yeah, plug away. Oh, come on. At Joe Coy. J O K O Y. I'm taking all the time. <laughs> that's Fez's thing. You know, oh, that was that's mine. Sweet, and he's going to oh, be okay. at Levity Live in West Nyack tonight at 7 30. Russell Peters at Good Nights Comedy Club, Rally, North Carolina, February 6th through the 9th. Gladys doesn't work there, so we'll get plenty of time. <laughs> Zaney's Comedy Club, Nashville, February 13th through the 16th. Hey, how about me? At Jeffrey Gurian on Twitter and ComedyMattersTV.com. It's all locked in. Cool. We'll see you guys back and in interestingfacts.com. Interesting facts.com. <laughs> 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 and that's the end of my show. Dog. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of You know what you've been doing? 
You've been listening to the Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends. You can get other high-quality Opie and Anthony-related audio from the website afroandfriends.blogspot.com.